we if just... I lose power, what? We're, we're about to get hit with a storm here. You don't have uh, like UPSs hooked up to everything? No. Really? No. Yeah, it's just, I have two. One for this room, and then one where the. How long can you, you know, operate? Network adapter. Probably fifty minutes. I have to t- make my wife turn off the big TV. Fantastic. Hey, Dave from Buffalo's here. Yeah. Awesome. Oh, perfect. All right. Well, we're we're starting a little late today. I have to go let the dog out. I'll be right back. Uh, Mark, I'm ditching you. I'm gonna riff. Hi, everybody. How's it going? Today's show is gonna be super special. Adding a few things, so it's gonna be exciting. I'm I'm excited. Uh, Dave, our one listener, uh, is off to put his kid to bed. Dudes, I'm here as always. Casey Relford. Yes, I have a good a good game of what's in the juke for you. Mr. Relford, what will I talk about now that I am not going to talk about later? I had tree service for the first time. Actually, I've had tree service before, but <laughs> they came to my house the last time and removed like every tree except for two. So I can't really call that service. It was more like like a bloodbath. I had a tree bloodbath. But today, tree service, they trimmed and did not destroy. It was pretty nice. As long as it's pre-1885? Oh, 1985. I see what you're saying. It's funny that you mentioned that. This fall, I'm actually doing this thing called Back to 1885, where you go back uh, with a bunch of people that are Back to the Future nerds, and then you do a bunch of stuff that was in the third movie, Back to the Future Part 3. And I am I may have to do a podcast from the Old West. We'll see. Not 100% on that. I think there's a stagecoach involved. So that's kind of fun. Uh, hey, so... Something interesting for tonight's episode, I'm sitting down. I never sit. I usually have a, I mean, there's a standing desk that's in front of me, but I have the high seat that, uh, that guy, oh man, I can't even think of his name right now, but he's the one that's been playing joust, uh, you know, and rolling over all the games. Uh, he came to my house and did it and I had to buy a high chair for him because he needed to sit down. It, oh good. Not nerdy at all. Um, oh, why am I just blanking on his name? It's probably because this beer is so strong and affects total recall. Anyway, um, hopefully that'll improve my audio. I don't know what, if it is or not, but um, I did convert every episode that had not been uploaded to iTunes recently and noticed that I'm constantly like, you know, getting away from this thing. And then, you know, you hear me fade in and fade out. So, Sitting, I guess, is good for radio. People sit when they're on radio. You don't really see people standing. And so I'm going to try it out tonight. We'll see how it goes. I'm super excited about it. Unfortunately, we don't have a voicemail tonight, so that's kind of sucky. Um, but if anybody wants to leave a voicemail during the show, you always could. What's the voicemail number? 612-548-GAME. 612 612- Five four eight game. Let's say that just a few more times in case you're running for your phone. That six one two, the area code, pretty much most of Minneapolis has five four eight, uh, and a completely insignificant number uh, and game, which, uh, which is forty two sixty three. In case you have a phone that doesn't have letters on it, leave us a voicemail and we'll play it. Uh, try to be funny, but that's not required. If you're not funny, then we will make fun of you. 612-548-GAME. Yeah, come on down. And if you're listening to this on our podcast, uh, call now and leave us a message because every two weeks we literally don't go look in there to see if there's voicemails at all. Is Adam back yet? Nope. 
em- the room's still empty. I wonder what's in that yellow box. Oh, 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 he's back. I think he's wearing... Uh, are those board shorts? Oh, he can't hear me yet. Yeah, Yo, what up? They're board shorts. I knew it! So, what's, in the ye- what's in the yellow box behind you? Over your right shoulder? No, that's your left shoulder. Wait, yes. Oh, yeah. What? What's that? <laughs> oh, it's funny? I got this at MGC, actually. This is oh. Breakout... How do I get this in front of the... Camera? I don't know. It just You have to hold it still for a minute. Pinball breakaway? No way! Real? What? Is that repro? No, it's real. And the box is like in mint condition. Here, let me... I, that's what I was thinking. I'm like... Um, okay, here we go. Can you see um, that? Oh my god. That's insane. Isn't that awesome? Sears. 50 bucks. That must have been like, oh my god, my whole paycheck. Uh, yeah, and, and uh, what did it say? It cost uh, whatever it was. I talked him down. <laughs> I ended up walking away with it, and it's in it's in good condition. But it's basically an Atari uh, breakout game for your TV. Beautiful. My cousins had that. They were the first. Yeah, and so um, I haven't tried it yet, but it looks fun. I'm glad I made you pick it up. We can talk about the that kind of links in with one of our news. I, hey, you know we got the. Um, we got some fun stuff uh, thrown our way this week. Uh, I, I didn't know, but like about a year and a half ago, this guy uh, on YouTube created a uh, Donkey Kong kill st- screen prank call. Uh, uh, yeah. Basically, Brian Koo, um mm-hmm. samples, and they have him calling various establishments uh, using the dialogue from King of Kong, it's it's the most obscene thing. <clears throat> Have you heard this? I mean, it's... I'm ready to listen in on it. Okay. If you're willing to play it. All right, well, um, yeah, let me um, let me pop it onto the bumper board here, and I'll, we'll give it a spin. The bumper board? Yeah, if you're interested in seeing this, it's at um, YouTube.com, obviously, and there's a guy by the name of Ham... Bubger, B-U-B-G-E-R. He published this on December 28th, 2016, so like 10 years after the movie. You know? It's got to be one of us. One of us. It's yeah, it's it's fascinating. I've recorded it, so we can we'll listen to it, but um, let me throw it onto the bumper board here. I hope it doesn't crash the bumper board. The bumper board. It is like 10 minutes of... Audio, so I don't know if we'll do the whole thing. Yeah, let's just give it a shot. All right, we're gonna talk during it, right? Well, yeah, I would assume so. Good. Yeah. In fact, we should probably just play it off the YouTube channel since we have it there. safer. Yeah. Here we go. Does that sound good? How may I help you? Hey, Todd. If you're interested, uh, there might be a Donkey Kong kill screen in a couple minutes. <laughs> what? There's a potential <laughs> Donkey Kong kill screen if you want to watch. First one hung up. She does not. It's Chad speaking. What can I do for you? Hey Todd, if you're interested, it's Chad speaking. Uh, hey Todd. Kill screen in a couple minutes. <laughs> I'm sorry, I didn't hear that. Uh, there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. If anybody wants to watch. <laughs> All right. <laughs> We're really seeing a great game here. Oh, you gave up. Damn it, Chad. 
how can I help you? Hey, Todd, if you're interested, uh, there might be a Donkey Kong kill screen in a couple minutes. <laughs> hey, Todd. Pardon? There's a potential Donkey Kong kill screen if you want to watch. Potential Donkey Kong what? Oh, the priest? Okay. Wait, how? This is, uh, you know, he, he's going to have to play it perfectly. He's at the hardest part of Donkey Kong, and uh, you know it's not going to get any easier. Uh, so we, we may have an exciting moment here, uh, or uh, you know the, the pressure may get to him. One of those random elements might happen. Uh, sounds like he just cleared another board, but we can have a wild barrel or some aggressive fireball. Ah. Uh. Hi, how can I help you? Anybody wants to see? There's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. I'm sorry. Okay, well right now, Steve Weedy has 870,000 points on an active game of Donkey Kong. Uh, if he clears a few more boards, he's going to have a shot at getting to the kill screen. Who is it? I am a, a serious contender on Donkey Kong. Uh, I've been trying to actually beat the score of the Michelin guy. Okay, and you're calling for a to-go order, or...? <laughs> that's funny that's some funny stuff that's great. He had the hammer and he still got him. I mean, you could- yeah, this is all stuff from King Kong. One of the things that he claims was never said in the King of Kong, right. he says that audio editing is, is responsible for his hard boiled eggs. He would never eat hard, hard boiled eggs. He says, I don't believe it because when we did Brofest, I think he was just slurping up eggs. Yeah, but he, he had three servings of the, of the eggs that John was making. Right. I know. Okay, wait, wait a minute. Uh, let's play that clip. Let's see here. Okay. Yeah, here it is. Which clip are we playing? Oh, from the movie? No, from uh, John's Arcade. What? Uh, you just happen to have that? Here we go. Yeah, it's starting to get nasty outside now. If we lose this tonight, uh, Mark, you got to just take over. I'm here to prove that Purple Mattress blows. Oh, my gosh. This is... What? Uh, <laughs> this purple is mattress blows right now we're paying for to watch uh arcade impossible uh clip here i'm down i'm skipping okay here we go quality so this is a clip from arcade impossible um greg don't they do a an interview with him at fun spot yeah here it is here you go probably in the background of back that. on king kong and reflecting on what that movie was I mean, what do you think about it? I mean, do you like it? Do you hate it? Do you love it? What is the story? Well, it was it was a great movie because we, we did a movie about video game playing. We got it out in theaters. Yeah, so this part, Everybody he's happy it. about people, that. People got but then the misrepresentation comes up. People found out that there is a video game hobby yeah, because of it. right. And that a lot of excellent ideas, and we were giving them 100% behind-the-scenes access, 100 edited in things that people never Here we said. Go. They Here edited we go. in... And it was out of order. Facial, facial expressions. Right. Uh, you know, they, they, they wrote their own story, uh, yeah. so it's it frustrating. They did a lot of editing. There's stuff I never said. There's stuff Billy never said where, uh, you know, you, you watch the movie. Uh, th- there's a couple phrases in there. They use edit. They used editing equipment to make up audio that Billy and I never said. Really? There's, there, like what? Give me an example of that. There, there's editing where. Um, uh, there's also editing where uh, I'm trying to. How do I phrase this right? 
they edited our appearances. There's there's a facial expression Here. where I frown. Put this I didn't on the actually screen. frown there. And in fact, when I frown, it doesn't look anything like yeah. it does in the movie. They just took it and edited that in right, there out of context to make, to make a story. I, yeah. I noticed one like that. They were they're filming you about the kill screen or something. And oh to make God, it there's a giant spider. You're upset and sad. Ah! Ah! They, you you were saying, oh, I thought this, and then they cut the audio, and I noticed this. They cut the it's audio, and I could tell they're asking you a question, uh-huh. but they just made it seem like a long, awkward <laughs> pause from you. But really, they were talking to you because they cut the audio, so you're just like this, <clears throat> listening to them. But they made it look sad. Sure, and, and I actually and, remember you know, that part. Yeah, and those of you that are you know experts with editing and so on and so forth, if you play back the DVD, you know one twenty fourth of a second at a time, you can actually see where they're editing stuff because it goes from me being my face to all of a sudden, uh, you you can tell when an editor has been used if you have a really sharp eye for the thing. I mean, what what, what do you want to get out there? Like, what do you want to tell people? This was wrong. What, what one thing yeah. that's that's frustrating is they've got they've got a quote from me. Here we go. Uh, this something is something to do with uh, hard boiled eggs or something. <laughs> I definitely didn't say anything about hard boiled eggs. I don't think I've eaten no one way. since I was about eight years old. Are <laughs> um, we talking about some wh- big breakfast? Here? Okay, so first of all, really, dude, uh, that sounds like Brian Coo. That clip with yeah. the, the eggs that sounds like Brian Coo. Yeah, I, I'm pretty sure he probably just said it off the cuff. Didn't mean it. Right. Like, and then was probably, maybe, does he drink? Maybe he doesn't remember saying it. Oh, I don't know. I've never, like, hung around him. He's yeah. always, uh, we always just caught him, like, you know, briefly. He's aloof. He's aloof. He's aloof. Yeah. Should we pl- He's play? He's aloof. Should we play a little bit more of that before we get into the show? I, if you want to, I'm going to pick up my, my cup thing. No, I meant I meant of the prank calls. Oh, of the prank call. Yeah, yeah. Right, here that, we go. Is it good? Does it get funnier? This is Raina. May I help you? Raina. If anybody wants to see, there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. <laughs> Excuse me. There's a potential Donkey Kong kill screen if you want to watch. I'm sorry. Can you repeat that one more time? Okay. Well, right now, Steve Weeby has 870,000 points on an active game of Donkey Kong. Uh, if he clears a few more boards, he's going to have a shot at getting to the kill screen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> She's I laughing. Somebody would She's laughing. Me. Can you hear her laughing? There's a dumpster she just handed the, handed the phone to a friend. To this is hilarious. What about Donkey Kong? We're really seeing a great game here. <laughs> her friend's laughing. Uh, it almost... Uh, Steve almost lost a man right there at the end of that board. He got a lucky, <laughs> lucky break. The randomness went the opposite way that it usually goes. What does that and, mean? Uh, the randomness went the there. other way. You know, with it's the, random. With the, well, not all of them. It's random. No, well, if you're walking towards uh, a ladder, you can make the. Well, yeah, you can control barrels, Jeff, but can you can't you? say the phrase "randomness goes the other way." Like the wild, you know, the wild barrel. That's pretty random. Okay. There's a potential oh, okay. She's just rolling with it. All right, great. Thank you. Okay, this thanks. Is, uh, Bye. You know, he, he's going to have to play it perfectly. He's at the hardest part of Donkey Kong, and uh, it's That's not going to get said. any easier. Uh, so we, we may have an exciting moment here, uh, or, uh, you know, the, the pressure may get to him. One of those random elements might happen. Uh, sounds like he just cleared another board, but we could have a wild barrel or some aggressive fireball. All right, sounds great. Is there anything else we can help you with today? 
I thought I was going to be the first fun spot kill screen. Uh, and then I had I had three fireballs trap me. I had the hammer in my hand. They still got me. Uh, so anything can happen in Donkey Kong. So uh, for someone else to beat me to the kill screen would be a letdown. Oh. Hey, well, have a great day. Yeah. Okay, well, right now, wow. Steve Telemarketers are so good at deflection. Uh, there's a This is really well edited. Although, the audio has got some kind of squelching. I'm sorry, can I ask who's calling? I am a, a serious contender on Donkey Kong. I've been trying to actually beat the sword that Billy Mitchell got back in 1982. Okay, well, this is IHOP. This is IHOP. Yeah, what does this have to do with the Donkey Kong? Three pancakes and hopefully play some great games. Did you want to make a new order? Maybe I'll skip dinner and squeeze in a game and we'll come back with a score on there. <laughs> nice. Okay, well right now, right, Steve Weeby, very well. Okay, well right now, Steve Weeby has 870,000 <laughs> points on an active game of Donkey Kong. <laughs> this uh, is brilliant. Oh, that that's, ah. that calls over. This is Carissa. How can I help you? Carissa. There's a Donkey Kong kill screen might be coming up if anybody wants to see it. Did he say my name? You are breaking up really bad. I can't understand you. <laughs> Recently, uh, just a few months back, uh, I turned 30 and I retired, uh, and I moved here to New Hampshire, and uh, I live uh, right close to Fun Spot. I play games at Fun Spot every day now. I live with my mom. Now he okay. he's Can independently I wealthy. I agree. We're really seeing a great game here. Uh, he retired. Almost, uh, Steve almost lost a man right there at the end of that board. He got a lucky, lucky break. The randomness went the opposite way that it usually that goes. Glass? And uh, Steve is still going here. Reddish. Is there something that I can help you with? I thought I was going to be the first punch spot kill screen, uh, and then I had I had three fireballs trap me. I had the hammer in my hand. They still got me. Uh, so anything can happen in Donkey Kong. So well, was uh, a growler coming? Beat me to the kill screen would be a letdown. I don't have a oh, I don't okay. have a bar wench. How did you get a bar wench? Okay, well, right now Steve Weeby has eight hundred seventy thousand points on an active game of Donkey Kong. <laughs> Uh, if he clears a few more boards, he's going to have a shot at getting to the kill screen. All right. Well, all right. So, uh, you know, he, yeah, he's that's have okay. To play perfectly. He's at the hardest part of Donkey Kong, and uh, you know it's not going to get any easier. Uh, so we we may have an exciting moment oh my here, God. Uh, or uh, you know the, the pressure may get to him. One of those random elements might happen. <laughs> uh, sounds like he just cleared another board, but we could have a wild barrel or some aggressive fireball. He's just hoping something will happen. All right, well, I got people here that I need to help, so you let us know what happens, okay? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Catherine Despera. <laughs> like making up a voice. Hey, Todd. If you're hey, Todd. Uh, there might be a Donkey Kong kill screen in a couple minutes. I'm not Todd. I'm sorry, can you say that one more time? There's a potential this Donkey Kong one. kill screen if you want to watch. If I want to watch it? We're really yeah. seeing a great game here. Uh, <laughs> it almost, 
Steve almost lost a man right there at the end of that board. He got a lucky, lucky break. The randomness went the opposite way that it usually goes, and uh, Steve is still going here. Are you trying to sell a game? Are you trying to sell a game? I'm going to make a comparison between athletic One, and $500. And this, because this is, you know, this is four days of, you know, really of alertness and paying attention and, uh, uh, you know, not as hard as doing a decathlon or a triathlon, but still very, very hard. <laughs> Good. I guess I'm confused. Is there a question or a statement or a sale? I'm very confused. I'm sorry. <laughs> She's I very am patient. A, a serious contender on Donkey Kong. Uh, I've been trying to actually beat the score that Billy Mitchell got back in 1982. Okay. okay. Well, Billy Mitchell's a champion. I guess that makes me the prodigy. So we've got the prodigy against the newcomer. Oh, God. I need to watch this movie. Congratulations. Nice. Congratulations. Donkey Kong champion. And um, the fact of the matter is, um, all of us have not seen him play Donkey Kong. I have not seen him say Donkey Kong. She's telling somebody else. <laughs> if anybody wants to see, there's a Donkey Kong kill screen coming up. <laughs> I guess I just threw that one in. Since there's, there's a, a Donkey Kong kill screen might be coming up if anybody wants to see it. <laughs> I like how there's still okay, Donkey thank Kong you. sounds. Okay, well right now, Steve Weeby has 870,000 points on an active game of Donkey Kong. Uh, if he clears a few more boards, he's going to have a shot at getting to the kill screen. Good old I thought screen. I was going to be the first fun spot kill screen, uh, and then I had I had three fireballs trapped. Brian should have done the show. In my hand, they still got me. Uh, How come we so never got anything it? can happen in Donkey Kong. So uh, for some he's afraid we had to do this. Would be a letdown. Sure. Did you mean to call this number? <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Season 2, Episode 18 of the Arcade Radio Podcast. Today is Thursday, May 24th, 2018. It is now approximately 7.47. CDT. Thanks for joining us in the Arcadosphere. This is your host, Adam Stevens. Tonight, I am joined by Mark, TimeMachineRental.com Shields, and the guest host of Arcade Radio this week is... Absolutely nobody. Thanks for tuning in, and welcome to the show. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> thanks for having me, Adam. You're so welcome. Are you thanks. frozen up there? Your your video is, like, frozen. 
There you Is go. Is it? Not, not, not anymore. I wasn't moving. Oh. So, Mark, what's been happening in the hobby? What's been going on? Man, I've been so busy. How busy uh, have you been? Let me tell you. uh, Let's see. I've been to five different things in five weeks. I had to go, let's see, backwards. I went to Austin this week for an event with my DeLorean. San Antonio. I was in Nebraska. (laughs) I had to go to California for some Disney. And then I was in Vegas. And I'm tired of traveling. I mean, no more vacations. (laughs) What are you drinking, by the way? That's... Uh, this ver- is a. It's very murky. Uh, you know what? It's a B fifty two brewing uh, custom brew. I think it's called a Wheeze the Juice. Sp- speaking of murky, I told him that we might call him tonight just for fun. Which one? Steve Murky. Oh, Col- that'd be awesome. Collector extraordinaire. Yes. So we don't Our, technically have a guest, but you guys guest. know how we we fly. You know, every once in a while we just call up a random guest. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. That's a nice theme there. Um, what else am I doing? Uh, okay. Oh, by the way, when I was in Austin, I, I checked out some of the arcade games on 6th Street. Have you ever been to 6th Street? Have you heard of 6th Street? No, I have not. Basically, it's back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back-to-back bars. Nice. All up and down. I'm, really I'm in cool. for that. I'm in for that. Uh, just a few places have uh, arcade games. There was one we went to, Retro Arcade Bar. It was good. They were There were about 30 games in there. Um, and then... <laughs> The, this girl gets up on the bar and starts um, shaking, you know, her buttocks, and uh, my wife's like, "Oh man, this is not this is not going where I thought it would." And I, and then I had to close the bar out. <laughs> the tab, so we have to leave. Um, yeah. What else? Yeah. What uh, else? Oh, oh, I got a I got a Hellfire marquee that. Uh, yeah, I saw that. Game. It looks awesome, dude. So beautiful. It's it's screen printed, I guess. You know, on the opposite side of the glass, I can't see any dots. It's beautiful. It's a thing. It's screen printed, or is it? Is it? Uh, it's jet printed. It's from t- this old game, right? This old game. I yeah. don't know what. Do, what do they do? He, he does he solvent. Me he doesn't pay for it. He just sent it back to me. Really? He yeah. does solvent. Well, I mean, I did all the artwork. Yeah, he does he, solvent inkjet on sol- glass, and it looks great. It does. It is yeah. beautiful. I mean, and you, the packaging that he sent it in was amazing. It was I'm, like I'm actually quite impressed with the solvent technology. It, I, that's the artwork on the side of my APB, and you can't tell that it's not screened. I mean, it looks well, that good. Yeah, I I wouldn't know. I yeah. mean, I'm just taking your word for it that that's what it is. Well, I I had a screen 1942 three 1943 marquee made by him, and the thing okay. was phenomenal. Hmm. The guy, the guy is, does brilliant work. But by the way, Rich, if you're listening, which you're not, you owe me a Journey Art package. I paid you three hundred dollars. Get your butt moving. Hey, he's busy doing stuff for me. Back God off. damn it. Anyway, I, I am now vectorizing the control panel for Hellfire. I am, I'm gonna have to trace it. I did try to do, you know, the image trace thing, and it looked like crap. So I'll just trace it. It's not that complicated. And so that's going to be fun. That'll take up a little bit of time on the weekend when I'm sure you know, I got some downtime. Uh, let's see. I still have a few coin boxes left. I had a few that had defects. So there's going to be a little sale. You can check that out on the K-Love. Tell us about the coin boxes. What are they going? Well, they're coin boxes for Atari cocktails such as uh, Centipede or Food Fight or Asteroids Deluxe. All of the ones where you there's two coin mechs and then like a little square box that fits below them. <laughs> I reproed them and it was a bitch and uh, I'm, I just want to sell them and get my money back. 
which sort of segues into the fact that to pay me, you have to pay me through PayPal. And I had a client dispute a transaction with me. And oh my God, PayPal is like having teeth pulled out. Mm. I, I called the client, I'm like, what the hell? You know, I, why'd you take your money back? And they're like, oh, that was you. He, my boss didn't know what time machine was. And I'm like, uh. Uh, so like I have a negative balance. Every time people pay me, it slowly gets back to zero. Oh my God. Until they resolve it. I'm assuming when they resolve it, I get all my cashish back and then I guess I like, have like a big thing of money. Cashish, I like that. Big wad. Yeah, so that's fun. My coin box sale, everybody check it on the Caleb. And uh, let's see, two more things. I caught iTunes up, so all of our episodes are on iTunes. And I just want to shout out to Mark Shields right now. Uh, dude, that was awesome. And, you know, just watching those episodes come in, and they're actually edited quite nicely. So good job. It's, uh, it's awesome. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm archiving your, your edits now from now oh, on. Oh, that's nice. <laughs> Well, I mean, there were uh, 14 episodes that we were behind. So wow. That's like the whole season. Well, you know, this is the 17th episode. Wow. We're no, on it's like, the 18th episode. Yeah, we're on like number 35 of our... To- wait, That's awesome. 24 really plus like, 10... 15, I, I, we're actually we're like 40-something now. No, I think... I th- yeah, you're definitely up there. But I, I definitely like the fact that... Um, that you're out of pocket paying a little bit of money to keep every episode online, which is super awesome. Yeah, yeah. I, I, it's kind of fun. You know, it's not a huge cost, but it's worth it. Um, I think we we provide some good entertainment. <laughs> Pretty good. So thanks for doing that, man. Hey, no problem. Uh, you know, the goal is either you or I the next day tries to put the episode up online, and you know, and we'll see how that goes. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see how they they turn out. Um, so what, you, what have you been up to? I don't have oh. anything else except for I get to go to jury duty in a couple of weeks. Oh That's yeah, it. jury duty. My first time. Well, I I actually got called to jury duty when I was nineteen. No. Yeah, and I didn't show up for the first hearing, so I got in trouble. They yelled at me too. Yeah, dude, they they want you to show up. So yeah. apparently that's a thing. Mm, I don't know. So it all it all worked out. I did, actually didn't end up, you know, being on any cases or anything. But it was it was weird. Like I I was barely an adult, and they're like, "Come and be on jury duty," and they're like, "Okay." So anyway, judge people. Yeah. Now now I'm a little older. <laughs> yes. Judge people again. Twenty six years older. Okay. So um. <sighs> I had my first Adam's Arcade party in quite a long time, and it was a smashing success. I might, Did I might you add. Break out any a Polaroid film? No Polaroids. I do have a pack of Polaroid film, but I'm saving that for when Bodini and you can be here. Oh, good. Yeah, because yeah. that's a tradition. <laughs> I will make him come. I mean, to the, to the, <laughs> hey, hey, it's a family show. It is. A... <laughs> I gotta tell Jim God. that. <laughs> God, <laughs> stick to the show notes. <sighs> yeah, so uh, the bar got unveiled. Uh, everything worked uh, until somebody ran the microwave. And <laughs> beautiful bar, just so beautiful. What 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 is that wood made out behind the shelves? It's maple. Uh, it's walnut. 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 Yep. Yeah, it's fantastic. Uh, it turned out so good, and and the party was. Uh, a smashing success. We we had games in the garage. We had the, the whole the whole basement running all night. We had the jukebox on full blast. It was 
80s and 70s music all all night just fantastic you know so that was a huge success i'm actually hosting um a party for well actually uh, one of the vendors that i work with at my day job asked if they could host and pay for a party at my arcade so i am hosting um that party on the 21st next month and they're paying for everything. They're buying the booze. They're buying the food. They're buying the the snacks and the beer. And then I'm just providing the arcade games. So that should be a good time. Dude, um, that sounds amazing. Yeah, it, it's gonna be fun. And you know, and, it, and it's like okay. And I, I said, he said, well, what do you want? You know, we can pay you. And I said, I, I don't, I don't want to make it messy. And he's like, well, how about we give you a gift card and leave all the booze behind? And I'm like, that sounds like a deal. <laughs> <laughs> Personally, I would charge 500 bucks, but that's just me. You know, if they give me a $500 gift card, I'm going to go buy a TV, you know, yeah. so that's cool. <laughs> I'll do that. Um, so I might, I might, I might hint that I would, I, you know, I wouldn't pass that up, you know, but it's going to be a fun time. I'm looking forward to that. Um, last weekend I got really sick. Um, still toting a little bit of the cold. So if you guys hear it, uh-huh. sorry about that, but, um, uh, Something really rare happened. I while I was sick, I'm, I'm on uh, Facebook and I'm looking at Craigslist, and uh, up pops an ad for a DK Junior in my city. I live in Golden Valley, Minnesota, and the thing was in Golden Valley, Minnesota. And I emailed the guy, um, and about 20 minutes later, I heard back. He's okay. And I said, "This is all I said. I said I I will come and buy this thing from you right now. I have cash. I will I will drive, and I'm in Golden Valley. I'll pick it up right now." Hmm. And, um, he goes, he emails me back. Okay. You're the lucky one of, of, I don't know how many people have, have emailed me back, but he had this Donkey Kong Jr. in quite good shape for 500 bucks. Um, which if you know anything about Nintendo cabinets, they're kind of at a, at a peak. Yeah. They're at a very high premium right now. So I, I just told him, you know, no questions asked. I'll come and get it right now. So I went over there. Everything on the inside was original. The control panel was not. There was no artwork. It had been painted. Um, yeah. So I bought that. it anyway because the monitor is worth two, three hundred bucks right out of the gate. The boards are worth two hundred fifty bucks working. So I was like, okay, um, load on. You know, and it had the manuals and everything. So, so I loaded her up, and um, I think I'm going to take my DK Junior, my Journey, and my Tron to a little uh, place up the road here that does painting and I'm going to have them paint it with auto paint and I, I'm going to have them color match and then I might have them add a little iridescence to them to make them a little shimmery. Oh, wow. Wouldn't that be fun? That does sound fun. So I'm going to do that. Um, and then um, one other little thing that I think is really kind of fun that's not, I don't know if it's really arcade related, but I was on a CRT forum, you know, uh, on not not a forum but a, a group on facebook there's a crt uh facebook group for people that are like crt enthusiasts and um someone posted you remember back in the day when we all played nintendo you know uh, what's that N- nintendo or as my good friend andy masters used to say no friendo ah yeah Damn. that's sad but that's, that's, you remember, that's sometimes your parents had to put limits on how long you play games right you know when you're young Try to try to yeah. you know balance your life out a little bit. My mom is like, go outside and don't stay inside. And get out of here. And go outside. <laughs> and I was programming BBS. Shows, <laughs> uh, full disclosure. Right. So apparently, 
there were locks for your Nintendo. You could put like a padlock on the Nintendo and uh, keep your kids God, from getting horrible. Into it. Yeah. So, uh, you know, <laughs> so um, apparently there was also a, a timer that was built to for parental controls uh, before parental controls were available, like on like the Switch or on your, you know, your, uh, I don't know, Netflix or your Fire TV or whatever. A company um, put together a, a timer function <clears throat> that would allow parents to insert a, a plastic token into this device for 15 minutes of play, up to like 190 minutes or whatever you want to do. Oh, man. <clears throat> so the company still exists, and I and I or. <laughs> And I ordered one of these things. No, you did not. Yeah, because at my party, I had a Commodore 64 hooked up to, um, you know, for people to play. And I thought, this is great. I'm going to convert it to tokens. And I'm going to have it hooked up to the Commodore 64. People have to use my tokens to play the Commodore 64. And it'll work for 15 minutes, and then it'll just shut off, and then the next person has to put in a quarter. And that, that is weird. It is weird. It's hilarious. <laughs> anyway, um. so... Those are the things I've been working on right now. I've had I've had a fairly active arcade week for somebody who's been kind of ill, you know. That's pretty great. Yeah. Hey, you know that now that you've wound up, I think it's time for the Dan Reed check-in. Oh my god. Let's do it. Dial him up, buddy. Yeah. This is where we call Dan Reed to see what he's been working on. <laughs> he may answer or he may not. We don't know. All right, do it up. Do it up. Okay, I'm I'm hitting call. All right. Here we go. Okay. Something's happening. I love that it bleeps out his number. You don't see his number, right? No. Okay, good. Okay, he may, he may answer. Mm-hmm. Or maybe not. I don't know. Come on. My, my finger's on the hang-up button. All right, let's do this. If he doesn't pick up, yeah. let's call him right back. <laughs> well, at least we'll get, get two times, and then we'll, we'll leave him alone. Your call has been forwarded to an automated voice message. I hung up. Okay, okay. Okay, wait, let's wait so 10 long. seconds, and then we'll call him. Give him some time. You know, we don't, you know. Okay, call him back, call him back. Well, I got to look up his number again. Uh, 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 can you just hit redial on the thing? There's no redial. You this have a, thing is not. By the way, you have a Coleco Frogger machine in the corner there. I do, and uh, another one right next to it. Is that a, is that a Pac-Man next to it? I can't see yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, Pac-Man. It's not on the screen. I do see a, a Minnesota Gopher Gopher. Right right here, this gopher. Yeah, and like a Steve Austin guy running. Dang man, you've got good you got good vision. <laughs> we can rebuild him. Okay, here we go. We're calling one more time. Ooh. One ringy dingy. Two ringy dingy. Oh, his number showed up on the screen. Dang it. We just need to keep talking. Nobody call that. It bleeps out like six of the numbers. They have to guess like. Oh yeah, that'll be fine. Five numbers. All right. Come on, Dan. You know what's funny is he's not sending us to voicemail directly. So that's that's. Low. I just think he's Your not. Call has I don't think he's hearing the call. Bo- All right, whatever. Should I call him? No, I mean, well, no, because it, it would still be from Google. It wouldn't. It just, oh, he's ignoring it. I texted it. him and told him I'm going to do this, but he didn't reply. I'm sure oh, he's like, man, you son of a, you know. <laughs> well, okay, we tried to do it, and now we're ready to move on to our next segment. Oh my what, God. what segment's that? I don't know. That thing is horrid. 
It's yeah. horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> I really miss playing this cue right here. It's the negative news with Dan Reed. <laughs> we never got to use that. Oh, I used it on him a couple times. Oh, you did? Yeah. Okay. But that that should lead us into... It's the Arcade News with Adam Stevens. Well, we have some good news this week. Tell me the news. We have a ton of news, really. Great. Uh, I'm going to leave with a couple... Of, I'm going to go a little out of order here. Via The Verge, Microsoft's new Halo arcade game lives inside a giant coin-operated machine. It's not quite the Halo 6 that many Xbox fans are hoping to see at E3 this year. But Microsoft is revealing a new Halo game today. Halo. Fireteam Raven. That's go a, on. That sounds like a totally made-up name. Uh, it's an like arcade it. version of Microsoft's popular version per, first-person shooter. And... It's housed inside a giant coin-operated arcade machine. 343 industries, raw thrills, of course, and play mechanics have all teamed up to bring this arcade version of Halo to life with a 130-inch 4K screen. Oh, my God. That lets up to four players fight covenant enemies, vehicles, and spaceships. 130 inches? That's like... (sighs) I, I have a, a little side story. I uh, One of the guys that I invited to the party coming up in June. He brought a uh, 130-inch screen. You know, I told him, you know, he, you know, it's his arcade party. First question out of his mouth was, hey, do you have Halo? <laughs> I was like, okay, whatever, buddy. Wow. Okay, uh, next next up is the Atari VCS pre-orders announcement landed in our email box at Arcade Radio today. That's right. At 3.19 p.m. CDT Today. The Arcade Radio email box received an email from the current Atari company stating that pre-orders for the new, I don't know what it does yet, Atari VCS. The console has been teased for about a year with little or no detail revealed about what games will be available, or how the streaming service might work, or if it will have any new launch titles. This underwhelming ad campaign has me in a Dan Reed mood, if you know what I mean. I don't. Yeah, I do know. <laughs> I just don't know if it'll be good. <laughs> Any thoughts? I mean, nothing is. Come horrible. on, they're. It's <laughs> I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. Exactly. <laughs> That's my thought as well. I mean, come on, they're. You know, this is going to be like that Tesla thing where they everybody sent in a bunch of money for the Tesla three or whatever it is. Hey, my buddy got his Tesla three three weeks ago. Really? That's great because yeah. they can only make. Like a, like five thousand a week, and you know they have like a hundred and ninety thousand people or something. Yeah, he's at, actually he got his at um the week after MGC. Yeah, sweet. Did you check it out? It's awesome. Hmm. Although it's a little weird. It's like this little economy car with like a a tablet slapped with in an the middle, iPad stuck in the middle. Right. It's just, it. it's it's aesthetically the most like horrific thing when you get into it, but then you like get used to it and it's okay. Right. I felt that way about my Prius C because mm-hmm. it is a very minimalistic dashboard and you're like, is there enough information for me to be okay here? Right. It's okay. So the, the biggest piece of news I think this week is the showbiz pizza robot band is back 
at a retro arcade bar no in way. Kansas City. Yeah. So for for kids who grew up in the 80s and the early 90s, a few things uh, were were uh, were mind blowing when you went to an arcade, and one of none of them was less than like going to Showbiz Pizza and seeing this huge animatronic band like rock it out, right? So the chain of family entertainment centers had it all, you know, arcade games, pizza, and awesome, uh, or creepy, depending on oh, whom you ask. Uh, animatronics are a little creepy, aren't they? So um, the band, led by a banjo playing, well, actually it was led by Fats, and the mascot was uh, uh, a hillbilly bear named Billy Bob, broke up in 92 when Showbiz Pizza rebranded Chuck E. Cheese, um, very good, uh, footwork on this article there, Mr. Mark Shields. Um, so anyway, but now it's back together, uh, at Rockafire, a new arcade bar in Midtown, Kansas city. It's called Rockafire. That's pretty freaking awesome. And they have the entire thing. And, and Aaron Fector, the original programmer came out there and helped program the whole thing up. So it's playing old tunes and modern tunes and new ones that they made up like just within the last 10 years. So you can hear like love in the club by Usher. You can hear like happy birthday from when you were a kid. It's just freaking cool. So uh, (laughs) Thursday, May 24th, the thing opens up today, which is today at the former empire room spot on three thirty four East 31st street. On Martini Corner, the the 21 and over, excuse me, bar, uh, features arcade games and pinball machines from the 80s and 90s. Mm, 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 90s. It also has the only public, fully functioning Rockafire Explosion Band in the world, according to the owner, James Bond. What? That I checked it out. That's his real name, dude. That's messed up. He totally he changed his name. He changed his name. You got it. You know, I would call, call yourself Jimmy Bond. My name is Jimmy Bond. Actually, there's an American version of the of James Bond that was made that he called himself Jimmy Bond. Oh no. Yeah, it's black and white, 1950s. Sounds good. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, you should <laughs> check it out. Yeah. So anyway, that's pretty cool. Road trip. Road trip. Road trip. Road trip. Right. All right. Everybody else want to go with us? Dolly has her own account is in the chat. Welcome to the show, Dolly. Welcome. Oh my god, she oh. says twins are still up, so I may play. Oh my gosh, this is this is awesome. Jury is still out. Oh I forgot, gosh. you know, when she said twins, I'm like the Minnesota twins? Yep. You know. No, they're twins. They're twins. They have twins, right? We're getting close, so we've got a couple more things <laughs> hang. Come on, twins, stay awake. It's only 8:11 or well, if Nine, the twi- I don't know what sent. If the twins go to bed, that's good, right? It is good because then they can play. I don't yeah, know. They can play. All right, we'll so. kill time for you here. Go <laughs> okay. ahead. I'll. I'll, I'll this brings us tonight's here. edition of Point Counterpoint. I will take the hop shop. Wait, wait a second. I didn't. Oh, yeah, you jumped too far ahead. You have wait to a... actually read the article first. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> wait a second. It's... it's the okay. Let me try this again. One last news article. Let's cue up that space cue music. All right. You can now play 15 vintage arcade games at the Hop Shop in Staten Island, New York. Staten Island, New York. Staten Island. Is Staten that where you're Island. going? That, that it place is. is a dump. It is. It's not a dump. It's a dump. Don't go there. You, it's a lot better place. <laughs> the last to addition to the Hop Shop in Stapleton is taken to Staten Island as back up to simpler times. 
The popular gastropub recently opened its much-anticipated 15-machine vintage arcade to the public full of classic arcade games like Ms. Pac-Man, Street Fighter 2, and Marvel and vs. Capcom. Am I doing okay? Classics. Am I doing okay? Vintage classics. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> the arcade occupies over 2,500 square feet of the North Shore hot spot, giving off a nostalgic vibe. The gaming area is also located behind the dining area of the gastropub, adding to the fourth room of the hop shop. So if you want to go see this, it's in Staten Island. Did I say that already? So those who rack up high scores on these games will get a hop shop shout-out on the scoreboard hanging above the game machines. So that's our last... Wow. Our last, I really don't even know the hop shop. I mean, but you know, I'm okay with that, right? So, anyway, this brings us to tonight's edition of Point Counterpoint. I will take up the hop shop arcade point, while Mark will take up the hop shop arcade counterpoint. Ooh, yes, this is a new thing. Yeah, it's gonna fall flat. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I don't know. Go for it, <sighs> Mark. Yeah. Arcade games are worthy of being celebrated. Arcade games foster a mental and emotional attitude that focuses on the bright side of life. And as collectors, it has us focusing on positivity in the community. A person with arcade games creates an environment of happiness, health, and success, and believes that he or she can overcome any obstacle by creating an environment that hones in on nostalgia. Yeah, you, you see what I'm saying. Arcade collecting is not just a concept that everyone believes and follows. Some consider it nonsense and scoff at the people who foster it. However, there is a growing number of people who accept arcade games and embrace the thriving community it has become. It seems that arcade games are gaining in popularity as evidenced by many books, lectures, and courses about them. You need to adopt the attitude that arcades are winning in everything that you do. Point. Adam, <laughs> you ignorant slut. Of the 15 games in this Weasley arcade, only two of them contain pure and real CRT monitors. I, I, which, which two are spared I, from this monstrous disaster I, of a so-called vintage arcade in Staten Island? Well, let me tell you, asteroids for one... Because thank the maker of the universe, you cannot LCD a black and white vector game without looking like a complete and utter a-hole and jackass. There's also a shooting game, I didn't know which it was thankfully won't work with anything else. This was a setup. But, yeah, but it's holy and fully ordained original cathode ray tube hardware. The other sacrosanct 13 games left behind in the cold are equipped with the cheapest-looking LCD screens ever produced on Earth, making them look like glorified computer workstations that have been greased up and down in a public library by hobos and guys named Greaseball. You can tell whatever mindless wax... What the hell? Ripping yeah, on Greaseball. Well, hey, is he in the chat? I haven't seen him today. <laughs> is he in the chat? I, I would like to know. Anyway, okay. hey, hey, hey. What, hey, what, what, what? You can tell whatever mindless what, what? whack job that butt. set up this arcade, they don't give three <laughs> flying Fs about customer satisfaction. I recently bore witness to a walkthrough of this disappointing, dilapidated, dire den of integrity. Oh my God. And I noticed one of the Simpsons arcade game joysticks. It was completely missing. What do you think of that? Do you like that? You like going to an arcade where the joystick, there's a hole? No. 
were you there or something? No, what were you doing? A walkthrough of it, and, and this woman is like proudly going, "Look, it's the Simpsons," and there's but, a fucking hole in it. I'm sorry. There's a fucking hole in the Simpsons. You swore, and I swore right after I, you. I don't know, oh my gosh, asleep. where's the beep button? I don't know. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now I'm regretting life. Are we done with this rant? No, we're almost done. Okay, good. Keep going. Keep going. So nobody can be Bartholomew J. Simpson, even if they wanted to. And the Miss Pac-Man machine. What about the Miss Pac-Man machine? He's knockoff piece of crap, 60 in one board, and it only was able to play the slow and fast versions of Miss Pac. Hmm. She walked over to it, touched something, and then that blue screen with the music, it came on. It oh, like, yes. So why, for the love of God, would this arcade cheat the paying public with such horrendous knockoff hardware and view screen parlor tricks? Right, sixty one. You can't. You can't put those in public. It's illegal. No, let's. It, you can't. Let, 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 let's face the facts, Adam. The only real arcade that. is an arcade using <laughs> original hardware that's been lovingly restored by dad-bodied men <laughs> and dad and yes, dad-bodied women. Who will spend fifty weeks trying to troubleshoot a clicking dead monitor <laughs> before they they'd be caught dead replacing it with a liquid crystal display piece of crap? <laughs> Supposedly, there's supposed to be applause here. Thank thanking me. <laughs> I'm waiting for the applause. Is it is it coming? Yeah, applause. Uh, there's a link. There's a link available for, for applause, <laughs> and then you say something over the applause. This is not what I was expecting. <laughs> well, you have one last line. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Maybe I'll just read it. That's the news. Good night and have a pleasant tomorrow. Oh. <laughs> okay. Mental note. Shorten the rant. Back in 82... I used to be able to throw a pigskin quarter mile. Back, back to the to cave, cave with, with Time Runner. Why are things so heavy in the future? Is there a problem with the Earth's gravitational pull? Hey, kids, jump in the time machine. We're hopping back to May 24th, 1982. Let's talk about arcade news. Arcade! Wait, we just did the arcade news. Well, this is uh, back this in flashback. arcade. Flashback yeah, news? It's May 24th, 1982. Wow. Yeah, there's only like seven channels on TV now. What do you think of that? God, no seven, food, that's no a lot. I think we had like five to begin with, maybe even less. We had like four. Channel two, well, PBS. Yeah. We had so channel NBC, four, CBS. ABC, CBS, PBS, that's yeah. four. NBC. Yeah. What else? Yeah. And then later on, we had like UHF. We had channel Some 41. Some independent stations. Yeah, right. the, I call them the poor people channels. <laughs> yeah. That's what I watch Star Trek on. I know, me too. It's <laughs> hilarious. And then, and then some for some reason they gave Star Trek the next generation to them, like uh, you know, oh thanks That's for right. being such they good. They did, guys. yeah. Those weirdos. <laughs> anyway, anyway yeah. go ahead, go, the, go on. So let's talk about what happened on this. In May two nineteen eighty two, the Atari twenty six hundred classic Yara's Revenge was released. It began as a licensed port of Cinematronics arcade game Star Castle. I knew it. <laughs> The game's creator, Howard Scott Warshaw, who, by the way, created E.T., the, arcade, uh, the Atari 2600 game, um, although with, within a smaller window of time. Uh, his original design was nearly identical to Star Castle. However, he soon realized there were limitations that wouldn't allow for an accurate port 
which is funny because the words accurate port in Atari 2600 don't often get, you know, spoken aloud <laughs> at the same time. <laughs> he anyway, he readapted the concept into a new game, preserving the top logical and geometric components of Star Castle, whatever that means, reorganize them in a way that would better suit the machine, which obviously means uh, use up less space. Uh, they the reimagined game's working title. I did not know this was Time Freeze, because Warshaw wanted an action game where time would freeze to feature <laughs> the first full screen explosion in a video game, which you know Jars of Revenge does when you blow them up, the whole screen you know blows up and then collapses. So that's kind of cool. We have a link actually uh, in in their show notes to a, a wonderful commercial for your. Uh, Can you Revenge. throw it into the? The chat. Uh, it's red. If you pay attention to the um, show notes, the red parts are for you. Oh, and the I was black to, parts. I'm are supposed for me. to put that in there right now. Yeah, I should have mentioned that before we went on the air. <laughs> we only talked about the last segment, which kind of was a bomb. Wait a second. Uh, <laughs> well, you know, you got to bomb sometimes to, you know. Wait a minute. So now, where are we anyway? We're, I'm supposed to We're play this the YouTube top clip? arcade news segment, and then to the right, there's a link. I gotta play. I gotta play this clip. Is that what you're saying? Yes, you must play it for crying in out. its entirety. It's Thirty seconds long. But I'm gonna have to play an ad, I suppose. Genie, hold on. Mom and Dad said I could play Yars Revenge. Who's getting even with who? You'll see. Yars Revenge <laughs> is a video game cartridge you have to buy separately to play on the Atari video computer system. Your parents hook it up to the TV. Now you're supposed to be Yars fighting the bad coach. <laughs> you got him, Genie. Can I still play? Good night, Steven. This is the Atari video Good computer night, system. Good night, Steven. Yours Revenge and other video game kid. cartridges are each sold separately. Have you played Have Atari, you played Atari today? today? Yeah. <laughs> that's my I wife. I wonder how off sync we were. That's my wife paid. That's my uh, Wi-Fi uh, password, by the way. Have you played Atari today? Oh, that's cute. I'm going to go to your house right now yeah, and you should. serve some porn. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> oh, there's a link uh, on YouTube uh, that uh, you'll have to play next. Uh, when I tell oh, crap. you, ready? Wait. No, I'm not ready. Are you ready? No, who's reading? It's Who? the red link. It's the next red link. I s- it's this. <laughs> oh my god! You're Wait. supposed. Okay. Oh, this is good. Oh yeah, this is good. Ready? I'm ready. <laughs> it's gonna be fun. Okay. Okay. On on May 24, 1982, Conan the Barbarian was in theaters. Some of my favorite quotes. Crom. I have never prayed to you before. I have no tongue for it. Not one, not even you, will remember if if we were good men or bad, why we fought or why we died. All that matters is that two stood against many, and that's what's important. Valor pleases you, Krom, so grant me one request. Krom! Grant me revenge! And if you do not lessen, then the heck with you! The heck with you! And then here, this this part, you have to read this little... This, this question where you ask me a question. <laughs> what is best in life? Oh, what is best in life? To crush your enemies. To see them driven before you and to hear the lamentations of their women. Maybe you should ask me the question. <laughs> what is best in life, Adam? <laughs> to crush your enemies. To see them driven before you and to hear the lamentations of the women. <laughs> That's better, right? But yeah. you gotta say the okay, women. Yeah, you gotta you say the women. The women. Por- the women. Women. This is the 80s. By the way, Basil Polidori's Conan soundtrack, probably one of the best soundtracks ever. Ever. 
ever. Agreed. Agreed. Fantastic. So we're going to get flagged for that. Yeah, we'll be fine. Yeah, I, I we'll spoke be. over it. Uh, hey, what was the best thing on TV May 24th? Believe it or not, there were only two know. things on. One of them was uh, Lou Grant, which we're not going to talk about. But before <laughs> Lou Grant was a Charlie Brown celebration, the 23rd primetime animated TV special based on the popular comic strip. Strick? Comic strip. Did you say strick? Comic strip peanuts. <laughs> That's why I like was locked up there. I couldn't continue. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, it's funny, Charles Schultz actually introduces this hour-long special. I remember watching this. Uh, it was aired on the CBS network on May 24th, 1982. Tonight, only a mere 36 years ago? Is that true? Mm. Ugh. Mm. It consisted of a number of stories adapted from the comic strip. Little known fact, guess how many video games feature Peanuts characters? <laughs> you know, say... How many? 17. 17. There's 17 video games out there. Mostly educational, not all of them. Go look. Uh, there's wow. a lot of iPad games. It's kind of fun. Wow. Hey, you know what? Now that we've gotten through this, guess what section we're in? Guess what segment this is? Hello and welcome to What's in the Juke. Yeah! Wait. Wait. Wait, what? <laughs> wow, that was cool. I didn't expect that. <laughs> uh, nobody expects the Spanish Inquisition. So this part of the show <laughs> is going to be fun. Uh, let me figure out where I can uh, start uh, keeping track of scores. <laughs> all right, okay. all right, all right. We still don't have our clips from, you know. Yeah, I made you do too much stuff, so we're going to have to <laughs> have little delays here while... You cue things up, and I just talk about stuff <laughs> and things like that. There's ten songs. Yeah. Six, seven, eight, nine. Wait, did I accidentally put eleven? One, two. There's eleven, but I'm only gonna play ten. Okay, that's fine. How's that? You can skip one you don't like. You okay. can pull a Dan Reed on one. <laughs> I'm gonna skip this one, and because it's not in my arsenal and this um i might play something else for that one instead all right fine <laughs> okay here we go clip number one <laughs> <laughs> i don't know why i find these funny i find them funny too <laughs> what is he banging on what is that that's a cowbell <laughs> cowbell we need more cowbell Oh, Rand- Randall, Randall Gelking already has uh, the the band Loverboy. Oh, Casey got working for the weekend Loverboy. So we got a half point for Randall. We got a half point for Casey. All right. Yeah, play a little bit. And of Dolly's it for, in there too. Uh, Dolly, Dolly, Dolly got working for the weekend. Good yeah. job working for the weekend. And that was Loverboy. We'll play a little more of that for you guys, because just to you know. because we are working for the weekend, right? Or some of us are part-time working for the week. <laughs> to see what <laughs> you will do. I right. thought it would start off with everyone's working for the weekend. Yeah, oh, but do- it doesn't. No, that's the bridge. Okay, here, here we go. This is going to be a, a difficult one, I think. Okay. Oh, it starts really slow. Maybe we should go to the middle. No, 
How about just 10 seconds in? Here we go. Is that enough? Oh, yeah. That's a pretty good part. <gasps> Dang it, Randall. Randy. Amazing. Randall Gilking with Foreigner. And what is the song? I'm going to play a little... <laughs> Waiting for a girl like you. They're finishing each other's sentences. That is incredible. But Andy Baldwin. Five mind between Randall and Casey. Andy got it though before Casey. So half point to Andy, half point to Randy. Oh, okay. I'll move it on. Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good, you guys. By the band Foreigner, Waiting for a Girl Like You. That's May of 82, are we right? From the top 40? Yeah, this totally reminds me of. Parking in my car in the 80s. So and waiting for somebody to show up and they're late and I'm pissed. Alright, great guys. Here, next next one. Uh, I think they got there from that. That's That's a pretty tough clip. I don't know which one that is. Now they're going to get it. Randy, Are there? Randy's getting the Hall and He's getting the band right out of the gate. Randy gets another half point for Hall and Oates. And Dolly gets, I can't go for that. Dolly just pulled in for Team Relford another half point. I'm going to keep them, I'm going to score them separately. So yeah, because she's here tonight, right? Front, 1.5, Dolly, Casey, and Andy all tied with a half point each. <laughs> Can, can you jump into some of the some of the good parts of this song, maybe? Oh, you mean like this part? I mean the whole this whole song rules. Oh I really god, love these guys. Here you go. There, there's a cover band in, in Minneapolis called Private Oats, and they do a great job. Here you go. I'll fly in just to watch them. They do this. It's so fantastic. This part's magical. Yeah. This is like roller skating music 101. Oh, yeah, yeah. So we're we're going to reverse the direction of the skater. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, Adam? Yeah. Yeah, that's good stuff. Sweet. All right, here we go. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It, it, I'm not, kiss my spell check, dies. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice to have a woman in the audience. We should have more women in the audience, I think. Oh, she got it, right? Holy crap. No, no, no she got... Rod Stewart tonight, I'm Rod yours. Stewart, yes. She didn't get the track right, but she got she gets a half point for the artist. Right. Young Turks is correct. That would be Randy. So Randy in first, Dolly in second, Casey and Andy in a disappointing third. Oh my god. <laughs> this is one of my all-time favorite Rod Stewart songs. Really? Yeah. Yeah. This one in uh, Forever Young. You know, I, I, I actually walked behind Rod Stewart one time. <laughs> he walked behind him. That's yeah, your claim to fame. And he was like, he had two guys like helping him get through a crowd. I actually have a videotape somewhere. That's hilarious. I was like, who's this short man? With the furry head, and he's on tour right now. Okay, here's the next track. 
this that's just like one of the most recognizable sax intros ever right there yeah <laughs> Come on. I actually hate this song, though. <laughs> the irony. Like, Randy got the uh, band, and Casey got the band and t- uh, title. Dolly right behind him. By yeah. your mama. Yeah. <laughs> R- Randy's just happy to get his half point in on his mobile device. He's, like, si- listening in a closet right now. Right. He doesn't, you know what, Randy? You can win the whole thing just by getting the band name. Yeah, just just keep... <laughs> Dolly wrote... Dolly, I don't even bother. Dolly says, by your mama. <laughs> Dolly, uh, Randy's in first. Dolly and Casey tied for well, second. That's hilarious. In, 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 uh, I guess fourth. Okay, this one's another easy one. <laughs> oh yeah you know what uh dave good idea yeah i think next show we'll do we'll that do we'll do that next week yeah we we'll can... do uh scores instead of songs see how people do that'll be fun great idea dave shake it up cars andy baldman takes all the points oh 3.3.5 now for uh he takes one full point for that right oh no that's randall so andy got andy's at 1.5 yeah he got the one Good. He, he actually, so he moves past Dolly and Casey to grab second place. <laughs> what? Really? Just by right. getting shaken up by the cars? Yeah, because he had a half point. Oh my and Dolly God. and Casey were tied with one, so now he's 1.5. I wonder how this translates to podcasters. We'll find out later. Uh, okay. Cars are magical. This, this could confuse people. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I know that guy. Stop, collaborate, and listen. <laughs> You're giving away stuff. <laughs> Full point. Andy Ballman got queen. Okay. Should we give that to him? Did we? I, I think uh, we should give it to Randy. Okay. Judge Judges say give it to Randy, and here's why. Because it's queen with David Bowie. Right. It's not just Queen. Who got under pressure first, though? Andy Baldwin. Dun, 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 dun. That means Randall is at three points. Andy Baldwin two. Dolly and Casey tied for third. Oh, if they combine their powers, the Wonder Twin powers, and they activate, they will get that full point. Oh, Casey's mentioning he's not credited. Vanilla Ice is not credited. <laughs> I'm not really sure what's, you know. Mm-hmm. Fake uh-huh. news. Fake news. <laughs> this, mm. uh, this, uh, this next song is uh, is one we haven't it's done. Not like Casey Kasem. <laughs> this next song, <laughs> and that brings us to the long distance dedication. <laughs> wow! <laughs> Just do this like that all the time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's the numeral two in the letter U. <laughs> Making yourself laugh. That's a good one. <laughs> all right. This next, this next one is by a guy we all love, uh, but there's probably some, some sort of ad in front of it because I don't actually have this song in my collection. Everything else I had queued up. So here we go. 
It's fun. That's a good. That's a good track, actually. I need to. I have this record. I don't have the MP3s. So I have the record. Is this the one with the dog? It is. It is. It's it's from Working Class Dog. Oh, okay. Oh, what? This might be regional. I don't know. I'm picking up my baby tonight. Though daddy's making trouble, it'll be all right. I'm working hard. I don't know why I'm like a working class dog. There you go. Oh! That's the title track from the from the song. Yes. Frank Springfield, Randy Gelking pulls in. Rick Springfield, Working Class Dog is not the song. Not the song. This is it's a good. It's a good track. I love that. And that's a good like arcade type song. It is. I might have to put that. Well, it's a title track because it has the words working class dog in it, but the track is not named that. Well, here it comes. Now we just gave you the song. Yeah. That's a tough one. Where did you pull that from? It's it, it on May 24th, 1982. It was in the top 40. Which which number, do you know? We got to definitely keep, up in the high numbers. We got to keep track of that stuff. Yeah, I, at some point I'm going to create a Excel spreadsheet of all this. Okay, so Randy gets the half point for the band, but the song is Love is All Right Tonight by Rick Springfield. That's a rare one that you guys haven't right. gotten the next one you'll get in the next two seconds here you go yes this is a good one all right <laughs> i don't even i mean seriously come on <laughs> casey got the band police he gets a half point Andy gets the whole shebang Everything she does is magic, so we'll give Andy a half point. Every little thing she does is magic. Every little thing she does is magic. A little bit of that part. Oh, we're never getting flagged for this. This is like the worst edit ever. I love it. There you go. Yeah. And the last one. That was in the list, right? I didn't just add it. <laughs> it is. Dolly. Man, they're so close. It's just like so close. Randy gets another half point. I think Randy's winning tonight. Yeah. This is it. Uh, Randy. Casey gets a half point for the band. Right. So that ends us up with Randy at four points in first place. Andy Baldwin, second place, 2.5. Is he in third and Dolly in fourth? But an honorable. <laughs> and place. Andy just confessed that this was his first favorite song. Oh, that's interesting. My first favorite song was. Uh, 
My memory has just been sold. An angel was a centerfold. Angel is a centerfold. Yeah, we're getting flagged tonight, but who cares? It's been fun, right? What was your first favorite song? My first favorite song? Head Over Heels by Tears for Fears. Yeah. Oh, that's pretty cool, man. Mine was Our House. Oh, that's a good song. Yeah. yeah. I forget who sings that. I also really liked, you know, Rock Me Amadeus by Falco. Oh, I like that. At the band banquet that I went to, <laughs> we made up like things about the seniors and we played that between all the things. And then this girl, right. Tony, who I thought was super hot, she wanted to read half of them. And I'm like, yes. Yeah. And, that, and that's all I have to say about that. Well, that's all I have to say about that. So, yeah. you know, it's good that we kind of played around in the beginning of the show and we had, you know, our segments go longer today because we don't really have a guest, but I would actually like to um, ask a few questions, uh, if you don't mind. Sure, go ahead. I mean, or, or, whoever you're asking the questions of, I mean. Well, so I think one of the things that I, I've i been kind of interested in since I, you know, fired up my arcade for the first time in four years um, I had a legit party, which was great. Everything was working. Uh, a lot of, a lot of fun. Everybody just, you know, juke, but I mean, I have pictures that I, I got to take pictures. First of all, most of my parties I'm running around so much. I don't have time to do all that. But one of the things that people really liked was the amount of stuff that you collect as a collector that doesn't relate to, uh, well, it relates to arcade games, I guess in some way, but isn't necessarily an arcade game. So it's all the tangential collections that are a result of your arcade hobby. So my question to you is what things do you have in your collection? You know, it's maybe just because of the nature of us. We know the, the nature of the nerd, you know. What, what do you have in your collection that you think is unique that people, I mean, you, you have the cars, right? You have the... Movie cars, they preceded the arcade collection, right. but I think they pair well. Yeah. So, I mean, my goal one day is to have some kind of private event area where I've got my games and my cars in a barn dominium. Speaking of which, do you own the game that Marty plays in the 80s cafe? Isn't I do it? not. That's on my list of uh, Wild that, Gunman. Wild Gunman. Isn't that like a Nintendo game? It is. Um, I've seen, there's a couple builds and I think it would be pretty easy for me to do something like that. Yeah, it, w- it wasn't really. Was it a really a legit game, or did they just put it in the movie? Well, I mean, it was only on the Nintendo. Nintendo it wasn't on the a NES game, right. but I think there's there's a port of it. Somebody like got it onto there. Cool. Um, I think you have to. There have was a never a versus Wild cabinet. Gunman versus anyone out there in the chat versus Wild Gun. I doubt it. Okay. I have a Unisystem cabinet. It's at a friend of ours' house because. Otherwise, I would have way too many Super Mario Brothers cabinets in the same <laughs> spot. You gotta send some of those. I told money. her you're just borrowing it. <laughs> my game still cool. And the fun part about when we took the game over was we were driving really fast in the Prius with that with that game on the trailer, and there was an unexpected bump in the road. And for like a half second, I thought, "Oh my god, this game is gonna go flying through the air and land in the middle of the ditch." <laughs> what What about you? Uh-huh. As far as what, uh, ancillary collectibles? Yes. Well, for one thing, it's all the artwork I have on my walls. There, There's a, a number of arcade-related artwork. I have bezels, marquees, neon, all that sort of thing, you know, that you would find in an arcade. But I also have some pretty, pretty unique stuff. There's a guy that did a whole bunch of sort of um, 
they're Russian style propaganda posters of like Defender, Joust, Frogger, Dig Dug, and and they're fantastic. And I I just finally hung them up. And the, and the cool thing is is that my my um my girl Christine loves that stuff. So she we're we're hanging them in the living room of all places, which is kind of fun. But on the way down, you'll find pictures of Star Trek stuff, memorabilia, uh, Pac-Man lunchboxes, plates, you know, marquees, uh, bezels, just all attached to the wall. And I've got a Tron um, Recognizer Neon. I've got an Empire Strikes Back Neon. I've got a set of Pac-Man and Ghost Neon. And I've got my own Adam's Arcade and Bar Neon. I love that. You know, and it, it's just, when you turn all that stuff on, it's like, it, it really sets the setting. So when people come over and play the games, you have all this ancillary stuff. But beyond that, I've also found out that there's a huge correlation with uh, arcade games and BMX bikes. Remember when Chris Gack was on the what? show? Oh, yes. Yeah, he's a huge BMXer. Uh, Steve Murky, also a huge BMX guy, you know. Uh Chris, uh, Chris Rhodes, the the guy that's sort of legendary for uh, restoration and is a Dig Dug champion, and also has a, a nice collection of games in his his basement. Also has like a a, a mint condition that he restored a Schwinn lemon peeler crate bike that it's like a, a, a think Schwinn Stingray, right? So there's you no, know, I never owned a Schwinn. I'm very jealous of the people. Did you ever? <laughs> Did you ever listen? Did you ever get a magazine called Boys Life? Yes, when I was when I was in the boys when I was in the yeah. Cub Scouts. Yeah, it's funny. I wasn't in the Boy Scout, but I still got Boys. I was Life. I was a Cub Scout. I I, I quit. After. Yeah, my parents didn't love me anyway. So, <laughs> but Boys Life was an awesome awesome magazine. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. They always advertised Schwinn. Always advertised in that magazine, and that was my only exposure to Schwinn. Oh, what did you have for yeah. a bike? Oh, some freaking Kmart special. Who knows? So, uh, back to you, back to you chatters. What did you have for bikes? We, we want to know, did you have BMX? Did you have, did you have like a, a Schwinn that was converted to BMX? Did you have like a team Murray? Did you have a Rampar? Uh, what, what, what was it? What was the bikes that you had growing up? I think, I think Murray. I, well, it's funny tonight. I bought a team Murray, uh, bike 1984, uh, for what? 20, yep. 20 bucks. Uh, Craigslist. I went and picked it up tonight. I'm going to restore it and I'm going to sell it to somebody because I'm working towards getting a couple of bikes that I grew up on. My my favorite bikes are, I had a red um, Schwinn Stingray, uh, late 70s model. I had a um, mid to early 80s Team Murray that was a chrome, chrome alley frame with uh, a blue uh, fade paint on it. With I had red Lester mags on it, which were you know, not cool. They weren't mongoose. They were like sort of knockoff. Uh, so I, but I had, I had mags, so I was happy about that. And then, um, you know, you know, it had that, uh, remember that bar on the front of your handlebars that had the pad on it with the buttons, (laughs) Vaguely, you know? Uh, so I had a racing bike, uh, and then later on I got a 1986, uh, Diamondback Viper, which I loved. You know, I, I, we never had enough money for, to buy like the, the, the legit BMX bikes, but you know, a lot of the kids got the mongos, mongoose bikes and the expensive bikes. And those are worth tons of money now, tons of money, like $2,000, you know, a friend had a mongoose bike. He had it stolen. He left it outside of somebody's yard. Oh, really? Man, that's, 
Yeah. All I kept thinking was like, man, that that animal from Ricky Tiki Tava, and they made a bike about Ricky Tiki Tavi. Oh my god. Yeah, remember that? He he would kill mongoose. By the way, um, or he was a mongoose. He was a mongoose. Randall Gilking. He says he's the youngest of six, so he always had a hand-me-down. What bike did you have then? What bike did you have, buddy? And then, um, Dave, uh, you have a, a Ross 10-speed, a black Ross 10-speed. Huh. Anybody else in the chat want to fess up? Come on. Jump in the chat. Tell us what you got going there. Dolly, did you have a bike? Did they jump off? Did they jump off to, to make love, or what, what happened here? I don't know what happened. Oh, so, man. <laughs> That maybe. I, I'm just like, I'm so far off on the. Oh, Dolly didn't have a bike. Oh, nice. Huffy's. We, yeah, Huffy was a, it's the knockoff Schwinn brand. You know, we, we just bought Christina Huffy, a, a, a beach cruiser. It's fantastic. Greaseball, welcome to the chat, buddy. We were talking about you earlier. Grease. We were, we were worried you weren't going to show up, dude. Oh my God. It's so good to see you. Like, and you're green, like compared to everybody else, you have this bright dot on the screen. So that's awesome. We should call him Greenball. Green ball. Yeah, green ball. You're green ball tonight. So, Grease Ball, tell us what bike you had. We're just talking about bikes. That's awesome. So, Casey still prefers Huffies. Yeah, uh, I just bought Christine a uh, vintage, uh, probably like 1970, late 70s um, beach cruiser. It's a cream color with white wall tires. It's gorgeous. I got it for 68 bucks, and we restored it, and it's... It's it's uh it's super fun, you know. Dang. Yeah. Doesn't so, have like the little frilly things on the Yeah, maybe I could throw a picture up here. Let me see if I can find a picture of it. So, <laughs> uh Mark, uh, tell us a little bit about your bikes. Huh? What kind well, of bikes? The only one I can remember and I don't know what it was, you know, it had it was a 3-speed. Oh, yeah, yeah. It was it, the speeds were in the middle, like, you know, not on the handlebars. Um it was black and silver it had a very like night rider kind of back to the future thing but i definitely got it like an 81 or 82 uh, i would i would really need to go look in some old photos and then try to like have some friends help me out because i have no freaking idea what it was a back to the future type of thing okay yeah me... but i mean just in the theme that it was silver and had some black things and and, it, and there was like a fire trail on it I, I do remember that there was fire trails along all the the bars and stuff like that. <laughs> Not real fire, obviously. So I just threw a picture of uh, Christine's beach cruiser up. It's kind of fun. Oh, I see it. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah. And uh, we did a little bit of work on it. So, you know, there's the roadside cruiser, you know, leather, pleather seat, you know, it's kind of fun. A really nice uh, matching plastic uh, handles, but the Chrome was a little bit rusty and, you know, but it still had this, you know, fancy reflector on the front and, um, how do you fix that kind of stuff? Do you have to have it like, well, they're chromed. No, there's some, some, uh, actually I learned this from Clav from trying to restore my steering wheel on my APB. And that's, that's kind of the tie in, right? Like you learn how to do all this stuff. Um, and there's all these different products you can use, but there's some chrome polish that you can buy that helps clean it up. You, there's also like if it's severe, you can use like aluminum and all kinds of stuff like that. But uh, oh, I need to do that. My my uh, air hockey table has uh, these chrome bars that go above it, and it would yeah. be nice to make them a little bit prettier. Yeah, 
Yeah. So, uh, you know, I just think it's interesting. We collect all these different things. Like, you're kind of a Marvel fan. You've got, uh, hey, did you see that link I sent to you? No. For the light that you could put on your ceiling? I did. It is ugly as sin. I it is ugly as that. sin. It yeah. is. It's a Captain America quote <laughs> symbol. <laughs> but it's not. Uh, you know, it's like, hey, you don't need a ceiling fan. Get a light that looks terrible. <laughs> it looks like a birthday cake that somebody stuck on the ceiling. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, oh, here's my interpretation of the Captain America symbol. No, it is made you. in China. It is made in China. So, hey, yes. you know, um, but there, there's all these things. So, you, you know, the cars, uh, there, what, anything else, anybody else collecting anything that's kind of cool and... Uh, movie memorabilia like right, uh, right. You know. T- talk to us tell us what you got going what do you have that you think that people of our generation like do you have a furby collection or do you you know well you know what a direct <laughs> result of this arcade game hobby is why i bought this payphone that's sitting next to me i have a payphone also and, yeah and i don't think you've talked about your payphone uh facebook page enough <laughs> i have a facebook page dedicated to my payphone <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> i have a picture of it i can throw my payphone up on a picture oh did i you know, we already talked about that yeah no did we no no oh, no no i think we talked about my payphone on an episode i think we talked about when you bought it but the thing is that that also kind of falls into that category well anything that takes coins right right you're gonna hang it on yeah. the wall oh man the mechs and the, the payphone are so weird that's yeah, That's some stuff going so here, on there. here's the payphone. I'm gonna put that up right now. But once I get a phone booth, because I figure they're kind of the same form factor as a arcade game. I mean, obviously a little taller, maybe a little wider. Mm-hmm. But I definitely want a lineup where there's a freaking payphone in the middle of it. Yeah. So there's a picture of my payphone. It's got the you know joust in the background. You know my new flooring. There it is. Beauty. Yeah. As they say. On uh, the Canadian There's a beer. movie. There's another beer. <laughs> <laughs> that's a beauty, man. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's good stuff, man. So, yeah, I just uh, I just thought it was a good topic, you know. You know, we we uh, we're how we, we how do we get your Pac-Man pinball? How's that? You I know you finished it. Yeah. Um. It's interesting. I ran. You know, somebody. Ran into a problem where the the outlane was resetting the game again during the party. Oh yeah! Speaking of your party, what yeah. games failed? Let's talk about that. Robotron lost its sound. What? Yeah. Uh, yeah inexplicably. I can see that. Turned it, it back on. Do you on. still have original linear power power supply on your Robotron? No, it's a switcher. But you know, the funny thing is, I turned it back on recently, and it works fine. Weird. So I don't know what's going on with that. Hmm. Uh, Donkey Kong graphics weren't showing up, so I worked on that for a while. Got it working. So that's good. Mm-hmm. Had a little bit of trouble with my Super Pac-Man switching out uh, the coin mechs. I put a point nine hundred uh, coin mech in for my tokens, uh, and it it took a little doing to get it to work. So those were really the only three problems. And then somebody ran the microwave and shut off half the building. So, <laughs> so I went what? in. <laughs> yeah, that happens almost every time. So I went up and I unplugged the microwave uh, from the the uh, the outlet. Is it the same circuit as all your games or something? Or? It is for about half the games and the garage. So it, it really shut down half the house. It was you got to give it its own like. It's th- actually kind of fun. Like when that happens, the lights go out, half the games go out, and then you hear "oh" from like a hundred people. 
<laughs> it's so awesome. And then in 10 minutes, you turn it back on, and everyone's like, yay! <laughs> sounds like an extension cord is in your future. No, but it sounds like we just need to unplug the microwave before we have a party. Okay. Yeah. Or just get a different microwave. Why is it pulling so many amps? That's kind of weird. Yeah. You know, check your microwave out. It, it draws a lot of amps, a lot of uh, voltage. Yeah. They're, they're, they're... Mine, I think I have a two hundred. I think I have a two twenty microwave. Mm-hmm. Yeah, dude, it's probably not on the same circuit as anything else here. No. Home. Yeah, mine is a mine is a, a mount above your oven, and it just you know whatever. Right. Why are we talking about uh, microwaves? Oh, it's one of those microwaves blow. Uh, hey, what the hell? Why not? <laughs> that thing is horrid. Oh it's damn! Horrid. I can't imagine people are using it, but whatever. <laughs> That quote works for so many things, you know. I texted him too. It says delivered, but not read. Mm. Dan Reed. I wonder how he's doing. I know. I I really haven't heard any. I mean, occasionally you get to see some Clav stuff or t- Twitter stuff that he replies mm. to. Yo, let, let's do that. <laughs> What's Dan Reed doing via Twitter? Okay, hold on. <laughs> Wait, you know out? what? That's, you know his his kid's in bed right now. Call him again. Call him right now. Call. Call. Call him. Yeah. Call him up. Yep. What do you think he was busy with his kid, and yeah. now he can talk yeah, to it? I think so. Uh, all right, well, all right. Plus, we'll, he's got we'll a shitty job. Time. So, yeah. What was that? Yeah. Here we go. <laughs> I love that. Okay. Okay. I'm. I'm. I'm clicking the. It's funny. I have to hit the person with the plus. Then I hit that. Then I type in the number. It's the negative news with Dan Reed. It's the arcade news with Dan Reed. Here we go. Here we go. He's, not, he's definitely not going to. He picks up. This is being great. We, beautiful. <laughs> Everything is beautiful in its own way. This is just typical. So sad. So sad. (laughs) Your call has been forwarded to an automated. Oi. Oi. Wait, weren't we going to call somebody? I thought you said we were going to talk to some person. We could, but it's getting late. You know, this show's been running long. If we do if we call him up now, we're gonna have another half hour interview, right? I know we have to wind this up in fifteen minutes. I like to I like these shows to last those less than two hours. <laughs> well, we've had a good show tonight, I think. Yeah, I think it was a success. I mean, a little bit too much ranting. I'll I'll fix that next time. <laughs> the rantorama. <laughs> yeah. This has been Arcade Radio. And you can follow us on iTunes now, thanks to Mr. Mark TimerunnerShields.com. Well, there's no TimerunnerShields.com. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that exists. (laughs) TimeMachineRental.com. There you go. And what else? But we got ArcadeRadio.com. Meet the Time Runners on YouTube. Arcade Radio on everything. (laughs) Yeah, Arcade Radio on pretty much everything we know how to propagate to, right? We're on on Twitch right now. Oh, that's one thing I didn't talk about. My Starcade collection. Dude. Dun, dun, dun. Did I tell did I tell you that I'm getting all the Starcade episodes from Clav? Somebody posted them all. I saw that recently. Yeah. So you went and downloaded it. Yeah, because they're all like the high res versions. 
How'd they grab those? I don't know, but they look pretty good. You got to get them. Nice. Yeah. So anyway, follow us on iTunes, Google Play, Facebook, YouTube. You know, because we're on YouTube. And play along. Yeah, play play what's in the juke. Jilla. Yeah. Wouldn't it be neat to get an arcade game and theme it to arcade uh, to uh, arcade and then just have the game only play episodes and that's all it does? It's not really a game. <laughs> it's like a button. And all it does is reset the episode. Yeah, it always starts at season one, episode one. <laughs> this is where we take our pants off. Yes. Oh, my God. You, you know what happened? The, it died? Well, you know, when you, you don't pay your bill, that's what happens. Oh, the, the, the power went out? No, but that storm did whip through here really quick, and it, it just left. Yeah. Oh, good. I, I couldn't even tell. You seemed pretty normal the whole time. Yeah. I was looking out the window going, we're going to die. But, you know, it, we just didn't. We didn't die. Do I have to, like, dub the, the audio over this? What we're, I don't hear it anymore. Where'd it go? The, well, it died. The, the soundboard is like, it's given up. It's like, what? Dang it, soundboard. Right. There it is. Oh, there it is again. I just came back. ARK <laughs> Radio. Ted, guys, dude, it's your buddy. <laughs> oh, Bob, maybe next episode you'll get on the air. ARK Radio. Ted, guys, dude, it's your buddy. Hey, happy Friday, Arcade Radio Siders. <laughs> Happy hey, Friday. Happy when did we Friday, do that? Radio Sounds I'm sure. <laughs> oh, that's good stuff. Someone got the food. <laughs> Ooh, I like that one. Podcasters, you are. Well done. You were an easy and amusing and adequate stimulating. An outstanding opponent. Well done. Well done. Are you pulling out cassette tapes? What's that? Solo tomorrow or this weekend or something? Yeah, I'm gonna see it. Then it's Sunday. I yeah. It's out tonight. Actually I can go tonight if I wanted to, if I left like three (laughs) three hours if I wanted to see it. With the other ten people that are gonna see it. Oh. (laughs) 
I wonder if you dress up as Chewbacca, they'll let you run into the theater and go sit wherever you want. <laughs> I don't have a Chewbacca outfit. We we have one. You, you do not. You have to wear stilts. It's on a mannequin on our fireplace. That's hilarious. Whoever wrote this? What? You know, we're not flagged for this anymore, by the way. That's good. That's good. Oh. That's the end of that. <laughs> Dave says, Perfect. I'm not ready for you to stop. You guys are my life. <laughs> oh, no, did he really? Yeah, he says that. I'm not on the chat, so I don't know. Oh, my gosh. Are we not live anymore? No, we're still live. Oh, we're live. Yeah. This is the extended well, cut. This is the bonus footage. <laughs> still have a little bit of beer left. So I should go get another leave. beer. Maybe I should have another beer with you. What do you think? I would need I would need to get a beer too. Do you think everybody would wait? Well, the show's over. So we'll just go get we'll just stay on the air and go get a beer. Okay, fine. Everybody watch our empty rooms. So if if you're still here when we get back, great. Otherwise, you know. Yeah, it's okay. The show's over. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. All right, our okay. beers are about the same distance away, I guess. Here's a nice frozen glass, Adam's Arcade. Okay. And I'm going to be drinking um, Bauhaus Sky 5 right here. All right, I'm going to have a Shiner Prickly Pear. Nice. And uh, this is a 6.7%, um, uh, 70 IBU, and a 12-ounce uh, can. Here we go. Well- this is a 12-ounce uh, long neck, 4.9%. It's a, fi- a beer brewed with prickly pear fruit with natural flavor. Hopefully that doesn't include, like, you know, insects. There's my pour, everybody. Looks pretty clean. Yeah. Oh, it, it's funny, though, is that um, I use Adam Terman uh, artwork on my beer. Do you know Adam Terman? No, He's pretty I, famous. I know Adam's arcade. He's also pretty famous. I see. We still have six people uh, in this chat here, so that's good. All right. Questions from the audience? Yeah, questions. Uh, questions. Question about the last episode. Um, what do you think is going on in this? Uh, we we do. Oh. Should we call Dan? It is a frosty glass. It is a frosty glass. Yeah, mine is not. Thanks, thanks, Greaseball. I, I had a made a few years ago. Uh, that's my logo. You can see me on Clove with my little neon sign, but. Yeah, I would like a version of that where you're actually in the uh, light cycle, like where you're like <laughs> leaning over, going. It's the know. blue one. I have red ones too. Yeah, it's a, it's a, you know it, right now it's a chill time. Everybody, everyone have what are you drinking in the chat? Tell us what you're drinking in the chat. We'll we'll read it to the audience that may or may not be listening at this point. <laughs> right? Call Dan again. <laughs> Should we call? We can call Steve. I bet I'll, he's asleep now. <laughs> Uh, maybe nine o'clock. It's pretty late. Oh, I got a message. Hang on. What did what did you? Someone text messaged me. Not from Dan though, right? No, this is good. I don't know who this is. This is great. It's an Ewok getting an. <laughs> this is an Ewok. This is hilarious. This is uh, this is what it is. Can you see this on my phone? 
Let me, let me see here. I see a shorty walk end door. Oh man, is the cop giving him a ticket? Yeah, the cop's giving him a ticket. Uh, good times. I do not know who sent that to me. <clears throat> That's great. My number is pretty accessible though. Wait. Wait a second. Oh, let's see. Um, hey, you know, while you originally left and went to go, you know, check. Well, I, when you went to leave and go get beer, I told people to call us, and I gave our number out like seven times. I seriously doubt anybody left a voicemail. Oh, I can but check. W- would you humor me and check? That'd yep. be great. All right, here we go. Uh, checking. By the way, uh, do you, does anyone know the band Astronaut Wife? That's pretty obscure. Kind of. Oh my up. god, there was a movie called The Astronaut's Wife with Johnny Depp. It's the worst movie no, ever. Th- this is this is a band called Astronaut Wife. Yeah, but the movie is oh, so bad. Yeah. Anyway, there's so a. Bad. Oh, I guess I won't go into that. Uh, okay, Charlie Theron is in it. Oh. She's cute. Yeah. Voice. The whole movie is like your your husband changed when he came back. <laughs> they say that like fifteen nah. times. I'm gonna shorten the voicemail, by the way, so that people can just call in and don't get the whole disclaimer. Oh yeah. Um. No. No voicemail. No. Nope. I'm bummer. Yeah. I told Steve I was going to call him. Let me see what he says. He says, okay. All right, I'm going to call him. Uh, I hope this works without showing everybody the number. All right, so don't want to leave the call. want to add people. Well, fix to... it in post. You just you just put it, the number in, right? Yeah, I just click the little plus person, and then, then click the picture of the keypad, and bam. All right, I'm inviting this guy right now. <laughs> Dial pad. This is just a friendly neighborhood call. Can you see that? It's, it's showing his name. Yeah. Damn it. I'm going to have to get rid of that. I just see a bunch of asterisks. Do you really? Yeah. It's showing up on the chat. <laughs> Hello? Hey, man. Is this Adam? This is Adam. How you doing? It's Adam and Mark Shields. Mark, say Hello. hi. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Mark. Hi, what's up? Hey, nothing much. You're, you're not in bed yet? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, not quite yet. Too too busy electrocuting myself to sleep. Oh. oh electrocute monitor Monitors. <laughs> just, just owning arcade games. You know how it is. Yes, casual. <laughs> yeah. Alrighty. What's shaking, dude? Yeah, nothing much. We're, Kinda. we're, we're, we're doing the post show now. Okay. So it's uh. So is it? Are we on the show right now? You, we are, but but it, we're off the air. But there's still listeners and five people in the chat. Uh, cool. <laughs> so so what have you guys been talking about? I didn't hear it tonight. We're talking about BMX bikes. Oh, nice BMX bikes. I'm look. I'm looking at my two Redline Pro lines right now. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Redline Pros. Yeah. So tell us uh, about the Redline Pro. Redline Pro lines, yeah. I got a 79 right here and an 81. And then I also have a 1983 Redline PL24, which what? is a 24-inch bike. Oh, yeah. What, what, is that, what does that run? That's actually like an adult BMX bike. Yeah. You know, and all my collection is previous to like 1985. And so all my bikes are American-made bikes before they went to China. And so the industry changed greatly, give or take the brand you're talking about around 85. So these are Haro, are Haro bikes, right? I'm, yeah, like I, yeah, I forget who bought who, but mm-hmm. somebody bought Torker and Redline, and yeah, I think they did. They all become Haros, maybe. Yeah, 
Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, no, just the frame on this bike is 800 bucks, um, which I don't know if that sounds like a lot or not, but give or take, you know, frames alone are 800 to two grand, depending on rarity, of course. And yeah, I built this bike and it's all, it's all original parts that are period correct, except for the tough wheels. Instead of putting 1983 busted up tough wheel mags on it, I did put on the reproduction tough wheels because they just look so nice and work so good. So tell us how many bikes you have in your collection right now. Um, can I count? <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's three. Oh, well, I got a tandem Schwinn bike here, too. I don't know oh, if yeah. I count that. Sweet. We were talking about BMX. But let me go downstairs here. I got my three bikes that I ride. The most are in the garage. Then here I got another Redline Pro line. Then here I got the rarest bike I have probably is a, out of the Redlines. I got a Redline Square back. So I'm up to five. And here I got a 1983 really rare Redline Mini for like a kid's bike. So that's six. And then in this room I got, let's see here. Dude, this two sounds to- awesome. They do. I got two torker, uh, two torkers, a quad angle, a GT. So I just a threw Super Goose. I just threw a Redline <laughs> picture up. Oh, Super Goose, awesome! I just threw a Redline yeah. up. That's chrome. It's got red pedals. It's got uh, the the pad in the middle. It's got a brake on the right hand side. Uh, racing yeah. number. It's got uh, red rims with chrome. Uh, it's a beautiful bike. It's a beautiful bike. Yeah, you you just built one? No, I just pulled up an eighty two just to look at it. Oh yeah, yeah, killer bike. Yeah. No, and the only other bike I didn't mention that I have here is I got a really rare uh, mongoose, but a, a blue max. If you know what those are. Oh man, mongoose though they were the they were tight back in the day. They yeah know. yeah. So they they made a bike from like eighty one to eighty four maybe, yeah. and they only sold it to the military, and it's called the blue max. Sweet. And yeah, so it's just like a super goose or a mongoose. So but it's, just it's, it's a, a little different. It's got a, like a red baron World War One. Iron Cross. So it only sold it to the military? Like BMX? The military would have ridden that. Well, who, you know, that's like, is that like the same rumor that Battlezone was used to recruit military people? Yeah, pretty pretty much, I think. But no, I mean, they sold them on military bases so people buy them for their kids because BMX was so hot in the early 80s. Freaking man. BMX. It's just like arcades. It was arcades and BMX. Hey, yeah. just a little bit, uh, changing the, the subject a little bit, uh, the movie Rad. Yes. Uh, do you own it? I don't own it. I need, to, I need to probably own it, and I need to watch it again because I can't remember it. I have a VHS copy of Rad in my <laughs> garage cool. right now. So next time you come you over. Do you have a VCR that works? I do. <laughs> I do have one that works. We could play it next time. I'll put it on the big screen in the yeah, garage. Let's... We'll watch it. Yeah, Sit on our BMX 480p glory. Have... It has that chick in it <laughs> yeah. from um, Full House that was uh, what's her name? The, uh, the Olsen twins? <laughs> no, the the woman that was with uh, the 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 model guy that everybody liked. Uh, can't remember his name. Full House. Adam, if I send you a picture, can you send it to Mark as well? Oh yeah, 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 for sure. Well, uh, send it to me on Facebook. Lori Laughlin. Lori Laughlin, dude. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah you're gonna shit. You're you're gonna shit when we. I mean, not to get back on the bike subject, but I didn't mention the other collection of bikes I yeah, have. Yeah. What do you see this? You sending it to me on Facebook? Three, four, five. Six. No, I just sent you a text message. Send me a send me a Facebook message. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's see here. 
Because then I can just copy right into the chat. Alrighty. This is the extended cut of our episode. We already we already shut it out. This is definitely going to continue when we make this a podcast. <laughs> we can just cut here. it in. We can cut it in and then put the. Yeah. yeah, we'll put the intro of the show. We'll pretend like we had a whole interview. Hey, let's. <laughs> no, hey, let's let's call Steve and and have an interview. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Games. Check this out. Oh my god, that's a bunch of crate bikes, dude. Is that in your, is that in your house? Yeah, that's my collection. Yeah, Are you shitting bikes. me? Oh my god. Yeah, I've been searching for those for a while and when they pop up, I I try to get them. You have 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 crate bikes? Yeah, I need to get rid of two of them, but I have seven. The one in the foreground is that a Stingray Schwinn crate bike? Uh no, no, they're they're just all uh, they're the real crate bikes with the Nutcracker shifter, five-speed Nutcracker. But they all have names, don't them. they? Don't they all have names? Yeah, yeah. So I got an apple crate. I got two cotton pickers, an orange crate, two lemon peelers, and a gray ghost. Ooh, the elusive gray ghost. Yeah, that's the rarest of them all, and uh, that it's all original. Um, the uh, uh, what was I going to say here? I'm the only one I'm missing is the pea picker, and it's the <laughs> ugliest of them all. Is I it green? Always the green. Yeah. So. I do want to get one. It's just, um, I just Dude, that's like, that... if you just do the math, like, really quickly, I mean, you're talking about probably close to, you know, that's, a, that's like probably $4,000 worth of bikes right there. How much? <laughs> 4000 Whoa. Uh, no, these seven bikes, each one of these is at least 1500 Really? Oh, the Great Ghost is probably You did not pay that for those. I know you. You did not pay that. No, not at all. No, I mean, I get lucky, and, you know, I might get one of these for 300 bucks. Wow. But the, cheap, the cheapest one I got is still probably worth 12 You know, and these crate bikes a few years ago, they were all 4000 to $10,000 each. Wow. And the market's kind of tanked. Which kind of goes along with the arcade subject of when will the arcade market tank, right. which is really hot right now. But people would have told you ten years ago that crate bikes will go from ten thousand dollars to fifteen, but instead they went from ten thousand dollars for perfect bikes to five, and then Sheesh. beat up ones are fifteen hundred bucks. It's kind of like arcade games. Well, first of all, we like to thank you for being on the show, even though you're not on the show. And second of all, yeah. uh, we <laughs> called Dan Reed three times, and you answered the phone. So yes, you, you win the prize for it, it tonight. It only takes one call when you're interested, right? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Guys, where, where is Dan Reed? Exactly. I think he's on a milk carton yeah. somewhere. So <laughs> That should be the name of the segment. Where is Dan Reed? <laughs> where is Dan? We could do like if a whole have, Carmen San Diego song. But don't say we, and we called Steve Berkey. Where <laughs> in the world is Dan Reed? <laughs> oh dan oh dan you, yeah so uh mark um i don't know a lot about mark what kind of collection does mark have of arcade games oh yeah yeah do it up mark tell us what you got going uh well we're in the 50 plus uh area recently uh my rarest game is a nintendo helifier upright with the slanted uh sides it's a red, okay a red cabinet i have a uh, a turkey shoot, and that, okay. and that one that one has the uh, the control panel is the uh, plasticized uh, cabinet. Ah, what 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 do they call those things? Duramold. Mm, Duramold. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, a lot of them I see with the wooden 
What game is that? This one is a Dura mode. Uh, turkey shoot. Turkey shoot is a Dura mold. Well, the control panel that I have is is made out of the Dura mold material. Oh. And almost every other turkey shoot I see, it's wood. You know, okay. with, a, with you know a control panel overlay on it. Huh. So so that's kind of a weird. That's kind of a weird thing. And then you know I've got your you know, you know. Incidentally, games. Mark supplied yeah, the, me the Donkey Kongs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, I've got a Nintendo room, I have a Williams room, you know. Yeah, yeah, who does But um, I also collect movie cars and stuff, and so Fun. I, I try to make the 80s a little bit, uh, have a little bit more depth other than games. Although, I, I can imagine, like, some place where I've got all these cars pointing at arcade games and people get in the cars and accidentally drive them into my games, and, and then I wake up in a sweat. <laughs> <laughs> Look <laughs> I shouldn't have done that. Nice. <laughs> so, how long has Mark been collecting? I, I think uh, two thousand. Well, really, about two thousand two. I wanted. I, I I was in Philadelphia, and I wanted some games. And I, I know this is a kind of a repeat for some people that have been listening, but uh, I wanted some pinballs, and I found a very low price, low bid pinball that somebody had put up, and you you couldn't bid on it because the guy had put in some kind of special, you know, scripting and it was breaking the browser. Like the script broke it to where you couldn't bid. And okay. I, and so I saved the copy of the page to my local, you know, machine. And then I fixed the script error and I bid. And then I was able to win the game with the lowest possible bid. And the wow. same, and so for the same guy, he did the same thing two more times. So I had three pins that I paid like 200 bucks for. That's killer. I think they were all like 80, 81 Gottliebs that were just on the cusp of, you know, solid state versus um, EM. And uh, I can't remember all of them. I, I know I had like a Flash. Was it a Flash? No, I mean, it was definitely a Charlie's Angels and then two others that were right around that period. Well, what a great deal. What a great way to get into the hobby. Yeah, I hang, I, I hang on. I hung on to those for as long as I could. And then... Uh, I thought I was going to go home and I sold them. And then it turned out that they said, Oh, we're going to extend your contract right after I sold them. So I was pissed. Oh, and then I went to Jersey and I bought a alien poker and I held on to that one for as long as possible. And, um, and that was fun. I met another clobber and he bought it from me. And I think he's one of these, uh, he's one of these, uh, restorers that buys a bunch of the same pinball and then marries them all together. And then I think there's yeah. like some carnage <laughs> at the end of it. Okay. <laughs> wow. But you know, definitely a John's Arcade kind of disciple. He, he, you know, I went and found some video games and found his channel, and that was the end of it. Well, and sure. uh, Mark also bought my Tron, my second Tron machine. Okay. I did. Yeah. yeah. And so you shipped it out. No, no I he was lived here in Minnesota. Yeah. Oh. Oh, awesome. I hired. I hired these movers. Uh, what are they called? Motion. Oh yeah, in motion. In motion or something. Oh, nice. Anyway, yeah, yeah. I, mean, I almost got killed by a galaga. I was pulling out of a, a basement, and uh, yep. So then I decided any other game I buy in a basement that has a turn, I'm gonna use movers, this and is, that was my thing for this, a little while. Yeah, uh-huh. I got Zaxxon back. Oh, nice. I actually had a Zaxxon that fell forward and crushed the front of it. Yeah. Oh. It's very sad. Some some people would say that was an improvement. 
Okay, I actually so love Zaxxon, but I love Zaxxon, but I have some friends that pick on me for liking Zaxxon. Oh, I would love game. to have a Zaxxon. It's a terrible game. Such a terrible side. game. Zaxxon's an awesome game. Oh, I God. agree. <laughs> and, and There's they nothing had good it, about it. There's nothing moment. good about it. I remember, yeah. you know, you guys remember the ColecoVision? They were of the course. first ones oh, to port course, it, yeah. you know, that so Zaxxon came to the ColecoVision. And not only oh, yeah. did you have those stupid disc controllers, but you had that isometric view. I, I hated that game. And really? On, on every level. On every level. I hate it in the yeah, arcade. It's yeah, it's I hard. feel like it was a lot easier because obviously it was going to have less frames per second. Oh, my God. It's a terrible game. It was even worse on the Atari, but... Oh, but you but you, de- you 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 got to play Zaxxon with the flight stick if you want to call it that. Of course, yeah. Well, if you want to play yeah. it at all. No, I I love my Zaxxon so much that I decided to sell it because I didn't have room for it in the arcade, and it bothered me so badly. I bought it back two years later. I searched <laughs> down and got my same one back. <laughs> oh wow! Yeah, have you guys ever have you guys oh ever God. sold one of your games and bought it back? <laughs> no. <sighs> You know, the only game yeah. that I sold that I regret is my Omega Race cocktail. Sure. Oh. That'll be hard to find another one. Yeah. I actually just want to get an Omega Race at some point. That's my all-time, one of my all-time top ten. And I mm-hmm. love, I, I played at Grinker's last year, I played the Omega Race cockpit, like, probably yep. a third of the time. Like, I played a bunch of different games. Mm-hmm. But I was in that game a third of the time. That's how much I loved it. That's <laughs> great. Yeah. Did that one come from Minnesota? There was one in Minnesota. No, there was another. Yeah, I don't think so. But uh, are you going to Grinkers this year? I'm really thinking about it. Oh my god, I'll be there. Chatters. What are the what's the Grinkers stats here? Uh, Dave from Buffalo says, "Hey Steve, did you ever make a deal for that Star Trek cockpit? Do you know? Um, I've never been searching for a Star Trek cockpit." I've no. never been involved in a deal with one. Maybe he thinks you're a different guy, but I have a I have a Star Trek cockpit. Yeah, Adam, you know more about him than I do. I mean, yeah. our friend Alan had all the Star Trek stuff, and you got it. I thought. Yeah, I got pretty much all of it. Yeah, and I yeah. finally threw away my shitty one that smelled like rat piss. Ah. <laughs> yeah, you I kept the sides. It or paint it. No, huh? I kept the sides, and they are they've been they were refinished by an auto shop they look fantastic and uh mm. at some point i'm gonna pull that thing out of storage and restore my my captain's chair so mm. hey grinkers is in the freaking chat right now what hey steve steve's in the chat dude what did he show up that's freaking awesome <laughs> steve. <laughs> got yeah, I hope to make it there, and uh, I've only heard good things about it. I hear it's just a blast. The games are great, and I hear Dude, the host is great, and uh, I hope I get out there. I, I cannot. The beer is great. First of all, yeah, the beer is great. The sandwiches, the sandwiches are great. The sandwiches are great. If, if not just for the sandwiches and the beer, but there's 250 games or, or around that. Oh, more now. That are just yeah. ultra, you know, like, it's a, it's a quintessential 70s and 80s collection of arcade games and some rare right. stuff that you've never played. And I like, I, yeah. I would specifically just walk, walk past everything that I've ever played just to play the games that Steve had set up in his, uh, in his establishment. Cause they're, they're fantastic. Oh, it's uh, great to hear. He has a fire I, I truck. He has have, a fire I, truck. I actually do have a, I have a legitimate excuse on why I haven't made it to Grinker's and 
My wife's birth birthday happens to be October 11th. I, I think we should <laughs> celebrate her birthday out there. It's a great place to celebrate a birthday. We'll celebrate her birthday. Well, parties all the time. We'll make it a special I've day been for her. I've working on it for five years, and I think five years later now, I think I might have her convinced to go this year. Well, I bring my <laughs> wife, and so... Dan know. Reed will be there, definitely. Maybe. No, he will, definitely. Really? Yeah, that's their thing. They do that. That's their thing. Oh, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that'll be fun to hook up with everybody and catch up. Yeah, I mean, oh my God. you know that, you know... Bring along your wife, and then there's stuff to do. We go out and have like nice lunches. Yeah, Steve's <laughs> pastrami sandwich, man, it's unbelievable. <laughs> God, I dude. like my pastrami. Holy crap! First night I'm there, I I saw Steve sit in the corner, sort of holding court, you know. And uh, Ken House was over there, and a couple other guys that I didn't really know, but I knew. You know, it's because because you know yeah. everybody, you just don't know you that you know them. You know, till you start talking. Uh, so that was kind of fun, but Steve, hmm. Steve's like, you know, he's immediately buys me a sandwich and a beer and just like, you know, welcomes me into the establishment. And I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm home. I'm home. And I'm not, I've never been here before. That's how, that's how awesome it was. Yeah. Was, was your guys' first year at Grinker's? Um, was that also the first year of the show? Was that Grinker's? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. We did the first, uh, live arcade radio show that we've ever done on location at Grinkers oh, last year. I think I, that was, I think I've done Gr- Gr- Grinkers three times. Yeah. Is it really been that many? Wow. Yeah. I, I well, know I went in 2015 and it was kind of like my bachelor party because I got married like a week and a half later. Nice. And then my wife and I have been coming in 2016. What is that? Is that a cat above your head? Oh, I see. Yeah, she's. She says it's time for bed. In the background creating a problem. Oh, not at all. We've had dogs on the show many times. Oh yeah, yeah. We're puppy training. <laughs> so, uh, what's the secret when you guys have a cracked cement floor mm-hmm. and you got a game that you just can't get balanced, and it happens to be a spy hunter, which is heavy as hell, and it's just annoying as hell to wiggling, <laughs> and I'm trying to get it level. I. Stick another just cardboard, you know, just cardboard. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, who gives it, a shit, right? Just is it directly on concrete? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a garage floor, and the garage cracked down the middle, and it just happens to be where I put my spy hunter, and that it's just terrible with your foot and the steering, and the cabinet starts wiggling on you, and it's so big and heavy, it's hard to move, so it's hard to like get it balanced as well. Right. Uh, so I buy all my levelers from I think a place called FurnitureLevelers.com. I'm, I'm not 100. <laughs> percent but but you can get you know you I buy all my light bulbs from a place called LightBulbs.com. <laughs> no, but no, I buy all of my from a place called Siding.com. <laughs> you can get taller levelers, and that yep. that solves that problem. Yeah. Yeah. I need somebody to help me lay this thing down so I can even see if it has anything underneath it. That's what she said. <laughs> so heavy. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's my first one of my first things I do when I get a game is clean the bottom, vacuum it off, or, or <laughs> spray it down in case there's like moldy stuff on the bottom, and then put in new levelers. Dave from Buffalo yeah. says I wrestled Ken House and I lost. He did. Yes, <laughs> it was sad. Very sad. I, I'm one of those collectors that I enjoy searching games and finding them. And oh, dude! I usually buy them when they're dead. 
And believe it or not, all I do is buy them and I get them working <laughs> and I put them in the lineup and I don't even clean them. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, never I just I just was reading back in the chat game. here. You got you guys. Uh, I, just, I was reading back in the chat. Uh, Steve says, "Hey, October 11th is his birthday too." Uh, the the owner of Grinkers. Yeah. Well, there we go. I'm going to tell my wife she can party with the owner of Grinkers. Yeah, dude. Oh, and they just expanded their space, I do believe. Uh, yes. I, I would love to figure out which direction. I haven't quite, you know, they, they've they shown some photos, but it's not 100% sure. We got to have Steve on the show again. I think right. we got to have him on. Yeah, I like that because he, he gives you little mini tours during the interview. Yeah, that was hilarious <laughs> last year. Oh, my God, that was hilarious. Uh, he's got to crack me up to vacuum the inside of arcade games. I love it. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at my Qbert that I've owned for 10 years. It's all original. It's beautiful. And I think it still has chocolate malt splash on the front face of it. <laughs> oh my God. That's pretty classic. My favorite story, uh, from any sort of video gaming stuff is my buddy, Tom, uh, was ga- we were, we're doing a land gaming party. Remember back in the nineties when everybody land gamed. So mm-hmm. we're oh he expanded on the fire truck side by the way, um so oh yeah that's cool because that'll be a, that's gonna be awesome oh yeah he has a fire truck yeah he does oh yeah yeah it's freaking cool. awesome and it didn't work for me when I was playing it but later on people work so anyway there's one for sale in Minnesota but we keep on saying no to it what I told you about that Adam yeah but is is he selling it I I didn't think he was selling it. Uh, he made it sound like he will, although he wants you to make him an offer. He doesn't necessarily want to say a price. Oh. Hmm. Yeah. It's a fun game, but, you know, it's hard. You know, it's the demand, right? So. Yeah. Takes up too much room. Wow. It's pretty cool, though. But go on with your story. I'm sorry. Well, I was just going to. No, it's not even important. <laughs> Sorry. We were we're laying gaming it and he opens up his computer and he finds a piece of Velveeta cheese in it that is perfectly preserved and curled up and not changed color or molded or anything. Holy cow, really? Just gross. Yeah. How does that happen? I don't know. I found a lot of things in my arcade games, but never a piece of preserved cheese. Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. I don't I don't have any good stories about finding anything. I'm always really disappointed. I mean everyone's well you find a nest or tokens or quarters or you know <laughs> yeah. first, you hear these guys oh you, oh you hear these guys opening up their championship sprint and there's a paperboy control panel mounted inside <laughs> of it with a paperboy board what and then, yeah you know they have hooks inside the cabinet uh-huh. where the board ha- and that where the control panel hangs oh my god the best thing i've ever found in any of my coin up stuff is uh i bought the mm1 uh jukebox from a um you know a estate sale place got it for they had it marked at 270 i talked them down to 220 and then mm. sat on it for six months while it was in st- cold storage you know and because yeah. it's winter in minnesota and i ordered a key for it because they didn't have a key and i got into it this spring and found 114 dollars and 50 cents in quarters that's huge that's nice <laughs> that's nice yeah that's pretty cool yeah, I don't have that kind of luck. No, I always, sh- I always buy the game that they say has no water damage and has a burn-free monitor, and I get it home and I have water damage and I have burn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> we should, you know, we gotta we gotta organize this Grinkers thing though. By the way, there's really good food in town there. 
couple of really great breakfast yeah. places. Uh, there's uh, there's a Hilton there that we stay at, and there's a, a nice restaurant that's attached to it that has great whiskey drinks. And um, sounds fast, fantastic. It's fantastic. I think it, we got to get Chris to go. I think um, the Minnesota contingent should have like a block of rooms. Yeah, it'd be great. And you know, I, I think there's a very good chance of it this year because uh, I've, I've already laid the groundwork, and I didn't get a no, so that's <laughs> awesome. progress. Yeah, actually, I told Christine. I said I, I really want her to come this year and to the to the thing. And, and so, uh, you know, I I think she'll attend. Yeah, not. I don't know if Mark wants to fly to the Midwest, but uh, I've never been to Galloping Ghost. I need to go there once oh. too. I'd like to get a little get together going there. Actually, um, my good friend oh. Adam, um, who lives down the street from me, we were just talking about it yesterday. We're gonna do a road trip yes. to Galloping Ghost. Well, keep me in the loop there because I would love to go there. Yeah, let's Galvin do it. Ghost is great. I actually filmed uh, John from John's Arcade's last tour of Galloping Ghost in November. Oh, so you've been there? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's huge and uh, crazy. And Doc Mack is just, he just knows so much stuff and has all these things that he's restored and or brought back from the dead or you know, prototypes that are now in cabinets that never were meant to have even happen. It's a, it's a crazy experience. I mean, it's, really uh, neat. it's not the same as Grinker's, but it is a, you know, I, I think it's up in the top three of all time best arcades ever. Yeah. Yeah. I hear it's huge and huge can be overwhelming. And, but I, I got, it's close to Minnesota. So it only makes sense. I go check it out. Absolutely. You know, I've, I've only met doc when I go to MGC and he always shakes my hand. He always talks to me. He's always really friendly. And I, I recently uh, scored a pigskin. Oh, wow. And, um, and, and, and some of our good friends that I'm not going to name that make artwork that don't like to deliver it when you <laughs> pay for it and say they're going to ship it. They're busy. That, that can be, they, they can be very <laughs> frustrating. Yeah. yeah, I know. There's, there's always something going on and why the artwork is on the website for sale, but it doesn't deliver for two years or five months. But... So, uh, without getting into that too much more, um, uh, I didn't know what to do. So I reached out to Brian Collin, who did Pigskin, and he's like, "I got the original art files." He's like, "Why don't we send him to Doc and he'll print them for you?" I'm like, uh, "Doc doesn't even know me. I've shook his hand three times, had brief conversations with him." And he's like, "Ah, he's a good guy. Don't worry about it. Let's send him a message." And next thing you know, Doc's like, "Yeah, I got the file. I can print the artwork today. Do you want me to do it for you?" And I had the artwork in three days. And and I was just like, holy cow, I, I don't even know this guy. I didn't even know he prints artwork. And now I got a great place to go get artwork. And, yeah, and they're going to have I get a, it. They're going to have like a pro <laughs> shop right next to their arcade that just specifically does that kind of printing. And I think they're also going to do like, you know, even more mainstream type printing stuff. They're, they're legit buying great equipment for this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's, it's, I mean, that's just so cool. And, it's just so great to be able to buy something and get it shipped to you and not have lies and excuses on why you're not receiving it. Right. Well, you know. <laughs> oh, anyways, yeah. <laughs> anyone know how to anyone know how to rebuild a PlayChoice 10 single monitor amplifier for the sound? And mine is the mine's the unique one that it's an auxiliary amplifier mounted off to the right side of the monitor. It's not in the monitor. It's not what you're used to seeing. Hmm. 
I, I put pictures of it up, and no one's even claimed that they've seen it before. And I know it's original. It's unhacked. I'm going to have to exclude myself from people who know that. Uh, I yeah. mean, if Ian Kellogg would ever decide to like come out of his shell, I'm sure we could figure out something. But Yeah, it's weird. I mean, I just, everyone talks, you know, Play Choice 10s are going through the roof now, and everyone wants to own one. And people really want the single monitor instead of the dual because it's so much easier to move around and you're not just burning up a monitor. And it's just unbelievable that I have one and nobody's coming forward saying they have the same build inside their cabinet that I do. Nice. Well, do you have a, do you have one yourself, a dual or a single? I wish. Okay. I still don't have yeah. a, I still don't have either. I mean, and I've been looking too. I just, they just, just never make it. Yeah. They sell real uh, fast too, don't they? Yeah. There's always 10 guys that want it. I, huh. I'm going to swoop away for a second, but I'm going to leave you with Adam since Adam yeah, has cool. left me. Okay, I'll be right back. Yeah, well, you know, that's how I work. <laughs> yeah. So, so, Adam, are there other people on the line now? Or are you guys are emailing with people? or no. well, how, how does this work? So we have a, a live show. There's a, a live stream. It's on YouTube yeah. and at Twitch. And, um, of course. And we officially ended the show about 45 minutes ago. But yeah, we, so we're we, just talking right now. Yeah, so right now we're just kind of shooting the shit. But I, you know, we we thought, hey, let's call Steve up. You know, it's you know, we're some of the guys are like, hey, this isn't over yet. You know, and yeah, so, so we decided to stay on. So there's a couple of guys in the chat that are still kind of engaging. You know, cool. Uh, Steve just said he's going away from the keyboard for two minutes to get some pizza. Uh, wow, sounds very good. Yeah, but you know, it's like. Uh, you know, Dave from Buffalo is still on and, you know, we, we're just, you know, we're just kind of chilling. I had a, cool. I had a, a nice vodka and pineapple and then I, uh, then I had a little beer, so I'm doing good. You know, nice. I'm having a twisted tea right now myself. Yeah, excellent. Yeah. So I think, um, if you're interested, we should have you on as a full fledged guest, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that'd be fun sometime to do it. I would like to. I appreciate the offer. I'm honored, and uh, yeah, we could. You we should could... give me some co- coaching before I do it. Oh yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's basically like this. You know, we have you on. We ask questions. Uh, you answer the questions. That's how it works. But you know, it, you yeah. you sound good too. Your phone sounds good, so we can do it over the phone, or we can have you. You know, you know, sit on your computer with a headset, which will sound even better. You know. Yeah. So right. But yeah, yeah. I've, you know, never, I've never hooked up a headset to my computer. But uh, how do they hook up? Is it just an eighth inch input or what? Is the yeah, what kind of com- what kind of computer do you got? Um, it's just an all in one. I'm using right here, like a Mac or uh, Dell. I think it is. I, I'd yeah. have to go look. I can't remember. So probably all in one. Yeah. So probably on your little eighth inch jack or your little mini plug. There's you just plug yeah. in like a a headset that has both microphone and headset, and then you're good right. to go. You know. Yeah, so but, my wife just built a real high-end uh, gaming computer, so we always have that too. Yeah, yeah, and she's got a bunch of different headsets. She's playing. Uh, hey, Laura, what are you playing right now? <laughs> she's she's playing PUBG, killing people right now. Oh yeah, yeah, she's way into this stuff. So, I don't have uh, PUBG, but yeah, I do Fortnite. You, you know the the show is fun, and uh, I just I I tend to 
touch upon controversial uh, subjects, so you'll have to let me know <laughs> if I, if I'm not supposed to talk about companies that sell artwork <laughs> but don't deliver it and that kind of stuff. <laughs> are you talking about Rich? Because we just are, we had a bitch session about him earlier. <laughs> oh, you did? Yeah. Well, I bought the Journey Art package. It's like three hundred dollars, and he didn't. He hasn't sent me a shit yet. I bought the pigskin art from him in January. Wow. That makes you feel better. Yeah. Well, I know he's busy. And I appreciate Sean says he owes a mark from five years ago. Oh my God. Then he needs to remind his ass. Cause what I do is I just yeah. ping him occasionally, you know, you know? Yeah. What do you do? Well, I, I don't know if, if you know this or not, but, um, when you reach out to them enough, yeah. Then they send you a fake tracking number and say your stuff was shit. <laughs> and then you think, I'm not lying to you. I'm not making oh, this no. up. Oh, I got no. a fake tracking number. And then you go check that tracking number three days later, Where are you? and it's it, it and it airs, and it, it's a fake tracking number. So they they're they're creating tracking numbers to shut you up, but they're still not doing your stuff. We're gonna have him on the show. We gotta have him on the show. It's unbelievable. We'll have like, him on the show, and then we'll call you up during the show. <laughs> oh my! Yeah, ask 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 how my pigskin art's looking. Yeah, I gotta uh, I gotta drive there and design it myself. Oh my god, that's hilarious. No, oh, he's he's a, yeah, he's a, he's a good guy, but um, you know, he's I, I little I worry about what how he's doing things. Uh, I have theories, but you know, whatever. Just uh, yeah, I I have no idea. He's got three hundred dollars of my money. I don't want him to turn into a Ram control situation. You know. Yeah. Mm. So so, what project are you really working on right now yourself? Like one that is in the way that you got to get it done. Well, you know, I got that Donkey Kong Jr. last weekend and uh, that's sort of been occupying my time. So mm-hmm. um, it's interesting you asked that. Um, I reached out on Cloth. Uh, Andrew um, has offered me a, a rebuilt joystick and so hmm. I'm going to buy that from him. Very nice. Yeah, and he, he referred it, so it's going to be nice. I don't have to do any work on it. So, And it's ship, nice. ship pricing, so I'm like, cool. Dude, thanks, man. And then... Um, well, you you can probably sell your old one and break even because somebody else will rebuild it. Well, I have... There's... You know, the, the game came with all these modern controls and modern uh, micro switches and oh, really? joysticks. And uh, it's probably $50 worth of buttons and joysticks like i don't give a crap hmm. about it uh i yeah. also i have an old uh nintendo joystick but it's like an eight way from something that i don't know what it belongs to so i'm happy yeah. to get rid of that too but i'll probably only get like 40 yeah. bucks for that so i don't you know i i sold some nintendo joysticks uh probably close to a year and a half ago now and uh the going rate was about 65 to 70 bucks yeah no i'm getting mine for 65 bucks but it's a four-way original donkey kong joystick that belongs on the control panel uh this one yep. is an eight-way probably who, who knows what versus or a or punch out or whatever but they're more common because they made more of those games yep. or then they, they didn't make more of them but they just happen to be around more you know yeah they weren't destroyed or converted so right um, I don't know what I'll do. I'll probably just you, sell it to somebody cheap. You gotta get, you gotta get all new buttons for it. I already bought the buttons. I got the buttons. That's a good kick in the nuts. Yeah, you know Mike's so, got them, but they're like seven bucks a piece. 
Yeah, that's what I mean. They're they're yeah. great, but holy yeah. cow, there's they're, they're gold plated buttons. I yeah, guess. <laughs> right. They, yeah, they might as well be made out of gold. Um, and then um, I bought the artwork from um Arcade Shop, which is actually quite quite reasonable. It was like seventy bucks. Yeah, and, and I love it. You probably got it in five days. Yeah, no, I I ordered it over the weekend. It came today. I got it today. That's awesome. Yeah, that, so. that just feels good when you're working on a project. You order stuff, it's coming, and you keep on working on it. Yeah. So that in and, and, and I think I talked to you about this earlier today, but um, I'm gonna I'm gonna take my Tron and my uh, Donkey Kong Junior and my Journey to a little auto shop up the street, and I'm gonna have them paint them with auto paint. That's huge. Yeah, it's gonna be they're yep. they're gonna be unique, but they're gonna be mine. So I don't care. Yep. I'm gonna have them color match to what's on them, and then I'm gonna have them a little add a little iridescence so they kind of sparkle when you look at them. I'm gonna put all, yeah. all new artwork on everything, and I'm gonna make those suckers like you know shimmering towers of my collection. And when I sell them, I'm gonna sell them for a premium. You know. Yep. So my Tron. Yep. I'm gonna do black with a little iridescence, and then I'm gonna probably do an LCD conversion on the back so that I can do all the cool stuff that people have been doing. I kind of want to yep. do I want to do the um, the lit T molding, the the neon T molding. Yep. So I think that'll be fun. Uh, Donkey Kong Jr. I'm gonna try to keep as much original as possible. Same with Journey. Um, yeah. Dan Dan Reed's gonna hook me up with the tape conversion, so I'm cool with that. That's good. Yep. Yeah. Uh, your Donkey Kong Jr., do you have to rebuild the bottom base? No, it's a really solid cabinet. That's one of the reasons I picked it up so fast. It went up for sale for maybe 10 minutes, and I grabbed it. it was like it's in my, It was in my town. So how do you how do you turn that down, right? you got to have that. So. Right. So I, no, that's great. I literally offered the guy yeah, I'm glad you guys. And you got a Donkey Kong in your collection, right? A Donkey Kong 1? I do. And I have... I have two working board sets as well. I have two two board sets for both Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr. that are fully functional. So yeah. I can turn yeah, those so into money. You got the one already. You have no reason to send your Donkey Kong right. Jr. board set to Mike's Arcade and have them updated. You don't need it really. No, no, not at all. And I, what I'll probably do is end up selling both those sets as working, and then um, yeah, you know, the four board. I don't know if I'm going to keep my four board. I might. I actually might. Get rid of my four board set that's in my Donkey Kong right now, um, mm -hmm. and send it, you know, to somebody who needs it for their radar scope or early Donkey Kong. Because my Donkey Kong cabinet should have had a two board in it, which I have. Yep. Um, but I kind of have to do some wiring changes and stuffs to make it work. So. Do you have a version of the Donkey Kong? Uh, what do they call it? The Donkey Kong Two and the Foundry and all that stuff. Uh no, but I have the remix kit, which is kind of fun. Okay, cool. So that's got um, you know some some reprogramming. It actually makes the game a lot of a lot of fun because you can go in and do different things. There's deranged edition, and then there's the remix. <laughs> yeah, so they're they're both fun. Cool. There's also a remix kit for the the DK Junior, but I'm not sure I want to do that. You know. So. Yeah. You know, I gotta buy one. I uh, that's my most recent mistake is I passed up a mint Donkey Kong Jr. and a mint joust and I passed them on to a friend and he got them each for 250 and they sit in his arcade and every time I go look at them I'm like why did I do that you know, when you got 50 games like Mark does and I'm not sure how many you got I didn't count them at them but 
I, I don't have room anymore. And it's kind of like you got to pick and choose your battles. And I should have never let that joust go. That's for sure. <laughs> yeah. One, one of the nicest original jousts I've seen in person. Kind of like the one Brad Lutz just oh, picked man. up. Oh, man. Brad Lutz, I could kick him in the nuts. That guy. That, that is so beautiful. Oh, and to have it in that. So awesome. The Robotron cabinet, too. It's just awesome. Mark, are you back on the line here? I am here? back. Hi. Good How to see you. you. Is Mark the one eating pizza, or is that someone else? No, I had to go to the bathroom. So <laughs> oh, jeez. Wow. Give you too much. <laughs> TMI. What's funny is that pizza was involved, but it was several hours ago. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, who, well, who, well, who won? The pizza. Uh, oh, no. That's oh, sad. Good. Oh, fun. <laughs> All right, well, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, I'm ready to check out here pretty soon, but I, I, I have to, uh, I have to use the restroom myself and refresh a, uh, my beverage at least. So I'll be right back. Yeah, nice. So, uh, Mark, are you um, looking for anything yourself right now? Or are you full? Or um, I'm always, I have a. Here's my want list. Okay, let's go through it real quick and I'd stop, love to. stop me. Okay, Battle Zone, Burger Time. Yep chiller or any actually any 440 game i have a multi-board but no game to play yes okay uh crystal castles discs of tron oh yeah doctor who pinball dragon's lair elevator action which at this point i feel like i could just get any title cabinet and just make it an elevator action but i don't know i have one yeah uh, it's a front okay. line, but I'm like, should I make it a front line? It used to be a front line. I don't know. It's a conversion now. It's like something called, it's some fire play thing where it looks like crazy climber. Okay. Um, How many buttons does front line have? I can't remember. Uh, I don't I know. You need to shoot, but I, I wonder if you have a grenade too. That's a good question. I wonder if it Because if it has two, then you could still build it as a front line. And you could put a multi-tato board in it, and then you could still play elevator action. Oh, yeah, that's a good that's a good point. I'll go. I gotta go look into that. Okay. Well, now that there's the multi-tato board, I've I've had this one for a while. Um, a Family Guy pinball for some reason. This is my wife talking here. Um, yeah. Food Fight, yep. Journey, Marble Madness, Neo Geo, MVS, Play Choice Ten, Star Trek, Time Pilot, Track and Field. Actually, I have a Track and Field that I'm gonna restore, so I should remove cool. it from this list. Tron, Tron Legacy Pinball and Zookeeper. Yeah, very nice list. I mean, all most the majority of that's rare games too, and they're going to be. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be a lot of luck to come by them in uh, and get a good price for them, or you're going to have to pay for them. I I I've been pretty lucky. I I, I usually don't spend more than two hundred to two fifty per game. Uh, unless it's like a really nice restored game, and then in that in those scenarios, I only spend about a thousand dollars every time. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, you're not going to find a food fight for under a th- or for at a thousand even. Oh, unless, just you, unless it's total luck and someone doesn't know. Yeah, you, it'll <laughs> definitely be kind of a luck situation. I'm sure. I'm sure. Right, right. So, no, did you mention ice cold beer? No, ice cold beer not on my list. I mean, that would be kind of nice. It's but on mine. Is it on? Yeah. Wait, you have one, don't you? Nope. No. No. So it's not on your list. I've lost three of them in two years. I thought I was going to own three of them, and the deals will fall apart. Oh, man. It's frustrating, yep. Been close. Hmm. Yep. I'm looking for a food fight as well. Christine just told me she'd go to Grinker's if she didn't have to pay for food or drink. There you go. It costs almost nothing. Do you want us to pay for that? Because I will. 
It's like a buck a teller, sandwich teller, and a buck. Teller costs a lot of money, but you're willing to take it the bill on. Beers are one dollar and two two's half price. <laughs> At the end of the week he'll owe forty two bucks. Right. Right. Yeah. <laughs> that's what that's what it was like. I bought awesome. like eight people drinks and I still thought out they were like forty dollars. Is is Mark good at uh, working on the mechanicals of the games? I would say so. I mean, I don't think there's any there. There isn't really any part of a game that perplexes me these days. Yeah. What about those you? Battles on those battles on joysticks. I'm embarrassed to admit that I had such a hard time with them that I sent them to the guy. I, mean, I forget his name. You guys can help me out. The arcade fix-it guy with all the Atari parts. Oh yeah, that guy. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Is it? Steven a million. Dollars. I wonder what those are like. I've only seen like, like the weirdest thing I think I've looked into. Like the way the shifter works in pole position is so weird. But even that, I'm like, ah, I got it. Cool. Well, these things are, uh, you know, they're pressed together and and it, they're just difficult. And then mm. you got to unsolder stuff and oh, no. and then of course you got to get and of course you got to get the bellows, which are no longer available. And luckily, I bought some of his last bellows, but I had such a hard time with the battles on joysticks that after I bought all the parts and then had him rebuild them, I, I got like $300 in the rebuild of the joysticks alone. And then you got to rebuild the monitor and the board and it, you can get battle zones for cheap, but holy cow, do they need to be gone through like a lot of Atari games? Wow. Yeah. Fun challenge. <laughs> uh, I mean, I like a good challenge. Just, you know, like this turkey shoot, I have it. It's working. Everything is great. But there's certain parts, like the mechanism that stops and starts the feathers. Some dumbass removed it. And so mm. I have to fabricate something to do it. Mm. And, and that kind of sucks. Do you have because, photographs of what it should look like? I don't. And what's funny is that I have asked several turkey shoot owners, and they are just lazy asses, I think. That's frustrating. Very. Uh, although I've lucked out, like the guy, Camaro uh, Murph on Clove, he owned a Hellifier and took amazing photos of it. And I was able to use a lot of his iRes photos to reproduce the vectors uh, to be able to, you know, make the parts that they're going to be able to use. To There's going to be a bunch of Hellifiers soon, for sure. <laughs> Great. Um, Even though it's a terrible game. I mean, it's not... It's not terrible, but it's like, eh, you know. I put I put your Tron joystick up on the screen. Oh, mine? Let's see. Yep. Oh, yeah, there it is. I didn't know any better, but when I first got into the hobby, my first restoration was a Tron. I didn't know until I had it all apart on the ground. That when I talked to somebody that's done it before, they said, why are you doing the Tron for your first restoration? The photo that I put up on the, on the site right now is the one that, uh, Phoenix uses on his website to advertise. And, and that's Mytron? Yep. He stole it from my... Yeah. He just took I'm it. okay didn't, with that. Didn't even ask. Yeah. I have a second Tron. Do, yeah? I'm sorry. I said Adam's going to do his third Tron restoration? Yep. <laughs> I am. I'm going to do my third. You're a, gl- you're a glutton for punishment. I have all the parts. I'm ready to go. Oh, gosh. I'm just going to use... I'm going to do my first Tron restoration, but put Adam's Tron restoration next to it so I know what I'm doing. <laughs> Are you serious? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I bought one from some guy in Alabama for 500 bucks. You got to do That's it. That's cool. You did good. And then sell mine and keep yours. No, I love I love yours. It's a keeper forever. 
So you're doing the other one just because you got it, and you just feel like doing well, it? Well, that one I'm gonna I'm gonna restore and sell, and the all the profits that I make from that, minus any parts, are gonna <laughs> go to Michael J. Fox's Parkinson's Research Foundation. That's awesome. Oh, very cool. And uh, that's usually what we like. I have a DeLorean that is a replica from Back to the Future, and that's usually, you know, that's it's funny. I've been working part time lately, and that's sort of our full time income. Uh, and I donate to the foundation for that too. So good times. That's real. That's really great of you. Um, you know, I, I, I forgot that you have a DeLorean and Adam had told me that. And I think Chris Rhodes told me that as well. And Uh, I'm glad you brought it up because I've been wanting to ask you because, um, I, I'm an old musician and I played in a band with this guy named Paul Haga. Oh, I know Paul very well. Yes. Yeah. He's one of my good friends. So I've been hoping to meet you someday to ask, if you knew Paul Haga. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I've been... Have you checked out his new Chewbacca costume? I, mean, I, I just I just watched the video of him at Target Field with the twins, and he's on the field as Chewbacca and shaking kids' hands and stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, I was telling Adam, I have a Chewbacca, but not as much yak hair as his does. His is incredible. Yeah. He really looks like Chewbacca. Oh, my God, yeah. It's just intense. His Kylo Ren, his Kylo Ren too, is just scary, actually. Yeah, he he he's very intimidating, and I love that he takes such care in reproducing the parts. I mean, he does what some people do for arcade parts to sort of cosplay, you know, parts in in a way. Yeah, his little business at PH Props, he's making some really neat stuff and really helping people out. It's cool. We should have Paul on the show. That'd be fun. I don't know why yeah. Paul doesn't have an arcade. Yeah, you know, he really he should have one. He actually. Yeah, I was looking for him about three years ago, trying to get him to get a Back to the Future arcade game, and we had one lined up, and then the lady flaked out. Ah. Yeah, she decided to keep it. God, let's go to her house and beat her up. Oh, wait, no. But yeah, but no, you, you guys you guys should have Paul on, because he's a lot of fun to talk to, and he loves collecting stuff. He's got a huge collection. He's got DeLoreans, and he loves video game stuff. He has a lot of you know console-type stuff. Right, yep. He loves the old Apple II stuff, but he loves... Uh, action heroes and stuff that's awesome yeah so did yeah, you guys Paul's ever do a, a like a cars and coffee together or I did. Go that's to where i met paul yeah cars and coffee exactly awesome okay I awesome i love that place yeah i'm yeah. the one that actually found his delorean because i had been to hooked on classics in watertown looking at a corvette many times over this couple year period and i, I will always walk by this delorean over like a five-year period and when I got in this band with Paul, one day he was just talking about how he's on and always wanted to buy a DeLorean. And I was like, dude, I know where there's one. He's like, no way. And we went there and sure as hell, I'm the one that there's pictures on the internet of me and my Chevy blazer with this trailer and we're pulling the DeLorean out. It was, it was a really fun day to pull a DeLorean out of a dusty old barn. (laughs) (laughs) Well, gents, I got to hit the hay here. So, we're losing you, huh? Yeah. Uh, fading out. Okay. I got to only have a show for, the last three Thanks for hours. having me on, too, you know, guys. Oh, it was nice. It was so... It was yeah. You sound... Kind of finally meeting you. We're, we're, let's, yeah, uh, let's do another show where we're, you're the star, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't want to be a star, but I, I enjoy being a fill-in if somebody doesn't well, show up. Well, <laughs> we, we, call, we call everybody co-host, because really what you are is a co-host. <laughs> yes. So... Yeah, well... Let's do that. Uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't say no. I'm just 
call me before we do it sometime and give me some coaching on the taboo subjects and oh, well, there we, are well, none. We, we do we do a uh, we do a pre-show. You know, we we kick off at like six forty-five. We talk about don't touch Adam on yeah. the nads. Yeah, exactly. And we have okay. a we have a whole uh, we run through the the show what we're gonna do and kind of walk you through it. So you won't be surprised. Perfect. Yeah. So. Yeah. It'd be it'd be a lot of fun, and we got to talk Chris Rhodes into doing one. Sometime. Yeah, we we've so talked talk about, about having about him on working on monitors. That'd be great. Oh, that would be awesome. I gotta send Chris yeah. some of my stuff. I got so many Geo Sevens. <laughs> Oh, so Mark, so Mark Chris, Chris does work on some stuff for you? Uh, I think I've had him like look at something once, but I think he bought a, um, an old broken monitor out of my millipede, but I, I definitely, I, I've been hoarding a up a bunch of things I need to send to him. Sure. Yeah. I trust him. That's cool. <laughs> oh, now I'm getting... Yeah, I'm, he's, I'm, he's always done good for me, and uh, it's nice to have a friend that can handle that end of the hobby because... Uh, there's some guys that like it, and it's just not for me. Well, let's have you yeah. on again soon. Mark. Steve, good to talk to you and uh, Mark. Yeah, great talking, guys. Nice to meet you, Mark. Cheers. Nice to meet you, sir. Talk to you soon. Thanks a lot, Adam. Over and out.